Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We are back with our Twin Peaks The Return podcast. Um, talking about episodes, oops, sorry, parts Please. three and four. Twin Peaks The Return has no episodes. It's too big for episodes. <laughs> um, episodes are things for a mere TV show to have. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is uh, televisionic art um, exactly. that we're watching and talking about here, which is why we have no idea what this podcast is going to be, because uh, we're just going to dive in. We both have only seen these two episodes once, so there's a lot yep. that has not been digested. Um, yeah, and there's a lot to digest. And there's a lot to digest, Literally, yeah. and possibly to throw up again. Exactly. So we had planned to do an in-depth podcast on the first two parts after the previous podcast which was our our initial reaction but i think that basically just turned into the podcast for those two episodes and you know if there's anything else to bring up now that we've rewatched parts one and two we can talk about it on this podcast yeah um and i think once twin peaks is done we'll probably go back through and do another in-depth round now that you know having seen everything probably we're gonna have to possibly a a commentary series i mean it's like lost you know um uh the first time through you don't know what's going on so you can't properly evaluate it in certain ways Mm -hmm. you know once we see what the plan was it'll be a little easier to understand what's going on on the show yeah Uh, Yeah, because like right now it's very unclear to me what they're doing <laughs> is it yes i can I mean, tell like, like in a broad sense i feel like i understand what what the big story is about but mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of details there's a lot of little plot lines going on mm-hmm. um you know in parts that we abandoned the principle uh that wasn't covered at all i'm just yeah. you know it's like it's it's kind of crazy you know, because it, it is like a movie, you know, that's that's what they like an 18 hour movie. Mm-hmm. But the consequence of that is that characters will not appear for hours and hours. Yeah. You know, which is like for a TV show, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it can happen, but, you know, you don't usually leave major characters hanging for so long. Um, and I, I guess I, I thought that... Uh, I thought that plot, uh, I mean, I'm sure it will have more to it, but it's just, uh, I'm surprised at how long they're just like, you know, pursuing certain directions. We had that one scene in Las Vegas in um, Mm -hmm. part one or two. I don't remember. I think it was part one. Um, uh, We haven't gone back, you know, the Mulholland Drive guy, the Lost guy. uh, We haven't gone back to those people again. Um, Surely that's going somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, surely surely <laughs> what other answer could there be um yeah i mean there's so much going and i, I what's interesting is th- these four episodes have shown that that the story of twin peaks is bigger than twin peaks uh yeah it's not you know just about twin peaks like anymore. we we got a we got a glimpse of what was going on you know uh on the the first two seasons in fire walk with me like you know um that it, it's very um myopic in its focus uh on, on laura palmer and her surrounding you know people and and, and cooper and stuff but uh right. yeah like this new series really opens it up and and just calls everything to question i mean like 
it's almost like, does the Black Lodge matter? <laughs> you know, like, seems like uh, the universe has other things going on that has, like, nothing to do with the Black Lodge. Um, uh, and uh, I wouldn't have guessed that before seeing this series. I would have thought that that was kind of the biggest thing we would have seen. The Black Lodge, White Lodge, the waiting room, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that would have been sort of the end or the sort of outer edges of the crazy mystery stuff. But, um... But just what we've seen of Cooper flying through space or dimensions or whatever, it's clear that there's just so much else happening out there um, that we can barely even understand. You know, I feel like every star or point of light, you know, when he's out there flying is a whole other story, (laughs) you know, an adventure. And we're just going to get this little sliver. And uh, so that's been really interesting to see. Um, just how big the story is and, and, um, and how woefully unprepared, uh, Cooper was for this journey. Um, as great as he is being an intuitive kind of detective, um, it's just, just, he's encountering forces that you just can't even understand, you know? Um, and, and the, you know, to me, the best thing about the, the, the new series is just that, they're doubling down on all the fun, crazy stuff that we want. You know, it's not 100%. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, all the all the Black Lodge stuff that's in the series. If you want to go watch it, you know, it's in Twin Firewalk with me. Go watch that, and we'll just right. deal with like, you know, um, sort of down to earth storylines. But no, yeah. they're they're out of this world. Yeah, how's business down at the Double R? We haven't even seen that yet, by the way. Four hours and no double R. Like, we we wow. got the donuts from the double R. Uh, I right. noticed the box was like double R to go. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah well, I guess we haven't seen. Is Heidi still there? Is she ever gonna work a shift? Can Heidi? Um, oh God. You know, she two shifts ever. Jeez. Um, <laughs> who's doing Meals on Wheels? That's oh all God. I want to know. That's all That's I want to know. Yeah, and you know, Great Northern. I mean, we had that one scene with the Horn Brothers, mm-hmm. and that's oh, it. Oh, I mean, you don't cast uh, uh, Ashley Judd as the secretary if you're not going to yeah. come back to that story. Clearly, um, they will. But but again, that's another thing that there's one scene and then mm-hmm. nothing for the next three hours. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Uh, I think it makes sense though because those Dr. Jacoby, but that storyline is—is it going to take eighteen hours to figure out what he's I doing think, with those shovels? I think I think you know these these storylines are so far low on the podum, totem pole, not the podum toll, but the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that I think it makes sense that there's only so many beats for those stories, you know, and they, they put the first beats up front so we know to expect them, you know, so we don't get like nine hours in and we finally see the Horn right. Brothers or something. Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's clear that it's, it's the, the D and E story, if, if not the Z and X story or something <laughs> like it's pretty, it's pretty far down there. And that's just, you know. Yeah. Even, um, you know, thinking about Twin Peaks itself, like the their first two seasons, um, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. All that stuff with um, Big Ed and Norma and all that was just, mm-hmm. just so, like, you know, I rewatched uh, the finale uh, again this weekend. And, um, 
you know, all that stuff with uh, Nadine waking mm-hmm. up, you know, and thinking she's a kid in high school and yeah. waking up. And they just, it's just like, okay, that's over with, you know, like, <laughs> there's no really other part to that. Just like, oh, she's an adult again. Okay. And, and then, like, <laughs> uh, Mike is like, uh, uh, sorry, Ed, I think I let things go too far. <laughs> And it was great because in that scene, like, Ed's all happy, he's with yep. Norma, and it's like the, the, you know, you've never seen him this happy, and then, like, of course Nadine wakes up uh, to ruin all the fun. Uh, but uh, that that line also made me think of a line from Lost when, when Mike says, I think uh, I let things go too far. Oh, yeah. Of Ben saying, uh, I guess I overreacted. I guess I overreacted. <laughs> Classic Ben. Yeah. Yep. Totally, totally. Um, uh, I just want to mention one more thing since you brought up that scene. That's that's something that's like bothered me about the show. Uh, I think it took. I think it was about rewatch number eight or so before this bothered me. But <laughs> you know, uh, at the end of the first series, uh, mm-hmm. the episode before the last one, uh, Annie, uh, played by Heather Graham, wins the Miss Twin Peaks contest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wyndham Earl kidnaps her. And takes her to the Black Lodge. Cooper follows her there. I mean, that's how he ended up there in the first place. Again, it's a question for this series if they're going to acknowledge that or not. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, uh, according to the story, according to, you know, when we were introduced to that character, she's supposed to be Norma's sister. So. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, before, um, before he kidnapped Annie, he had, uh, uh, you know, sort of insinuated himself into various situations there, like meeting some of the, some of the mm-hmm. girls and like sending them these poems. And he had also like killed, I think at least three or four people, um, around the area by that point, you know, the chess game thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, so, and Norma was a judge in the Mr. Peaks contest. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she watched her sister get kidnapped by a serial killer. Mm. And in that scene, I mean, Big Ed is really the one who seems the happiest, right? He's like snapping yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but Norma looks happy too, if you look at it. And it's like, I think they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like that reaction is totally inappropriate for mm-hmm. uh, uh, for what happened. Like the fact that they're even bothering with that, you know. And I would think Big Ed would be, uh, you know, a little more sensitive, <laughs> given that that just happened. I mean, it's crazy what just happened. Did, but did yeah? I feel like in the chaos, they didn't catch what actually happened. That seems that seems to be how it's coming off. Like I feel they like just should have realized Annie was missing though. Yeah, yeah, I think... Because yeah. she supposedly won the contest, there's commotion and chaos, and they they don't see her again. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if no one told her, you know, it, it still should at least be somewhat alarming. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, I agree, that's an oversight. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's something about that scene that, like, now when I watch it, I'm like, man, that's, uh... <laughs> It's, it's, it's sort of like that plot line just continued without acknowledging the rest of the story happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a real question for me going forward with this series is, you know, aside from nostalgia and like maybe some of these scenes will be fun, which I mean, maybe that's enough. Like, what's the point of bringing back the old characters if they're not going to do anything relevant to, you know what I mean? Because like, 
in the original series, obviously there were degrees of that, but some of the storylines, and it does look like the Sheriff Station, the Hawk storyline sort of mm-hmm. is leading in a direction that actually ties in um, with the plot. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's almost like maybe they maybe they shouldn't have bothered or like it's you know what i mean could it have been like a couple hours shorter and more focused uh well if they, I, if they just did the main story um maybe but i i personally like seeing all the characters i really don't care if their storyline intersects with the main story every time i mean it's like your old friends coming back you know like every time somebody shows up i'm it i'm just it just the, the show like gets a you know it's wings i don't know what the phrase should be there <laughs> but you know what i mean there's like a level upping or something that happens like mm-hmm. every time a person comes on it's like oh man this is even better than it was two seconds ago you know and um right. i don't care if shelly does anything or P- uh, um james or you know, mm-hmm. whatever just uh, it's cool that they're back and they have more to do and and you know we'll see whatever their lives are at this point and and kind of you know you know haven't have this kind of like last chapter but that's kind of how i feel the whole this whole series is like you know it's like the last hurrah you know right it's like it's like this incredible opportunity to to revisit these uh these characters and these actors and um the situation and um yeah i think the more the merrier you know i think the main plot line will be as good as it as it is and i don't think you know having these these smaller characters on the periphery will will you know damaged that at all um i think it's just cool to 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 see these people again (laughs) yeah um i see what you mean yeah um so speaking of seeing people again i mean i i guess the biggest reveal in these two episodes part uh three and four uh naomi watts Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I was saying that last podcast. I, know. I was like, I was really hoping that these people, you know, Naomi Watts. I'm, I'm, Bill my Pullman. fingers are crossed. I'm really expecting Bill Pullman now. <laughs> I mean, like, he's got to show up at this point because uh, it's, it's cool, and it's cool. Like the idea of like Twin Peaks, this TV show, kind of uh, pulling in the world from his movies, uh, pulling universe. in these, yeah, the yeah. The, the movie uh, actors coming into this world is just, it's just too cool, man. It's just too cool, you know. And um, yeah, Naomi Watts showing up, and I'm just because I didn't, I couldn't tell if it who it was at first and she was like running over and i'm like mm-hmm. if that's naomi watts i can't handle it i can't handle it and i was like oh my god it's naomi watts it's just it's just too good yeah um and um uh i feel like there was somebody else i can't remember we saw was there another reveal another actor that i'm forgetting uh, uh michael Sarah. oh well <laughs> That's the one. That was a tough scene for me to watch, um, because Michael Sarah is so Michael Sarah, and I was like, immediately I felt pulled out of the story. Uh, I felt immediately like, oh God, wh- why did they cast this guy? And I don't dislike him at all. I just think he's got a very specific, you know, acting style that doesn't apply to everything. Uh, yeah. necessarily and so I, immediately i was starting i felt myself rebuffing it and like oh god i don't like this and then i immediately like tried to to tamp that down and just go okay he casts this guy for a reason every other casting choice he's made has been perfect so let me just see how this scene plays out 
on its own merits on its own terms and you know by the end of the scene i still didn't like it <laughs> i still didn't like michael Sarah <laughs> as this character i tried to give him a chance he's just weird and i don't know why he's weird and i don't know if he's weird because he's michael Sarah, if he's weird because he's playing a lynch character um but it was a it was an odd thing to just to i mean i guess it makes sense we would see lucy and andy's kid um and it, yeah. it kind of made sense that michael Sarah would be their kid you know in, mm-hmm. in a weird way but like not actually cast him <laughs> right um i don't know what did you think about that uh yeah i why well, I, I mean i enjoyed the scene for what it was i do think it was kind of a waste of time but <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean it was it was awkward and yeah, very a very a very Michael Sarah scene. I know he's not really a Lynch person, but just in terms of like surprising actors that show up. Sure, yeah. That, that's I mean, sort that's of what I was thinking. That's the thing. I just didn't. I don't know. He's not in the same class as those other people to me, and and uh, and it was just a weird of all the people to show up. I'm like, ah, oh, that's just weird, guys. You know. Yeah. And there was no like build up. You know, maybe if there was some like build up to it. You know, and they eased us in or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we saw a picture of the sun first or something. Right. Or, but but yeah, like he just had a very strange personality, and I and I didn't know how much of that was just you know he was like had a weird affect with his dialect or something. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 because this is a character we haven't we we don't know, it's hard to know. Is this just him normally? Is he is he putting on a front for something? You know, he seemed like he was... Uh, I guess we'll get to it. We'll talk about that when we get there. But, um, um, yeah, anyway, there was there's so many cool moments uh, in these in these two parts. Uh, I mean, clearly, the uh, what I was dubbing the purple place before he went inside and it was, like, red. Uh, but, uh, you know, the place he goes with the woman with no eyes and then right. the whole space adventure. That and initial then, sequence, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing was just, you know, my mouth is just dropped and I'm just like, what am I watching? This is great. Um, and, uh, and then all the stuff that happened with however, uh, Cooper got tricked, we got to talk about. It's um, confusing as fuck. I'm... Jacoby I... painting shovels gold. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It's like episode 18, are they going to like have some, you know, I mean, I just, it's a weird plot line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The golden shovels. <laughs> the, you know, when you need golden shovels, that's the best way to paint them. I mean, um, I, did, I, I did think it was kind of, uh, you know, an impressive and useful contraption if you're going to mm-hmm. paint shovels. But mm-hmm. it, and it did answer the question because I was like, "What's he gonna do with a bunch of?" I mean, you can't really use more than one shovel at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to not necessarily intend to use them all at once. He's painting them first, so maybe, maybe he's eventually gonna have other people come use them. It's but it's just like I don't even know what to think about that. It's it's weird. It's weird to bring back Doctor Jacoby and like. He's not even talking on screen. He's not. He's not really doing the mm-hmm. stuff he was known for from the series. You know, it's like I. I don't know what they're doing with that plot line. It's, mm-hmm. it's very, very, very strange. Very strange. Um, it'll make sense. He's he's doing some skull shoveling. <laughs> 
I'm sure it'll make sense eventually, but just right now, like, I, I really don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. They're going to go dig up something? I mean, I... What? Why? Mm-hmm. Is this just a thing he does? Like, I feel like it's like a eBay business where eBay he sells business. gold shovels. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, or Etsy maybe. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just selling gold shovels. And this is the fastest way to make a bunch of gold shovels. Right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, very, very strange. Um, the thing I thought he was doing, which didn't, I don't think it turned out to be it, but I thought what he was doing was like uh, looking at the like reflection of the sun from the shovels or something, like trying to catch light in a certain way, and that's why he was moving them and painting them and turning them, but it you know, as the scene kind of played on, I'm like, well, I don't think that's what he's doing, but mm-hmm. I was trying to rack my brain around that. Um, uh, speaking of Annie a while ago, um, we were talking about numbers. You know, there's been several numbers on um, uh, this show. And, Indeed. Um, uh, I think the giant said, remember 430. Right. The evolution of the arm gave some numbers. What, 235 or something? Was it 235 or was it 253? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because uh, we, I think we get a 253 in in, uh, in part three. Uh, we got a 253? Uh, Ronette Pulaski sees it on her watch. Uh, I don't know if that's actually Ronette Pulaski, but it's the same um, actress who played her. Um, uh before Cooper goes through the thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I didn't recognize her, but I, I saw in a, in a recap that, uh, that that's who it was. And I looked it up and it's, yeah, that's, that's her. So you're same, saying the, 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 the woman in red with the, who has the eyes, who says my who mother's coming. Eyes. Yeah, that's her. Oh my God. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if she's, like, really supposed to be playing Ronette still, or uh, or if it's just, like, she's playing, it's the same, you know, same actor playing a different character. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what the thought Did is Did you there. check the credits for her character? No, I should have checked the credits. Why didn't I check the credits? Shall was, we check the credits? There was someone credited as a, with a weird name. I didn't know who it was. Um... Yeah, the credits are pretty useful for this. Yeah. Uh, the credits are the reason why I think the giant is going to be something, because the giant was credited as a bunch of question marks. Mm-hmm. Which is not... Uh, which was not the case for any of the other uh, characters. Um. Yeah, I think perhaps the woman with no eyes has a name, Nido. I think that might be who they're crediting. Okay, she's credited as American Girl. <laughs> oh. For what that's worth. Uh, so the actress who played Ronette Pulaski is credited as American Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that didn't help. Nope. <laughs> Nope. And the fact that he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, and he didn't, like, recognize her either. No. I I guess he didn't recognize her. (laughs) 
Which makes sense. It's been 25 years. And True. He's a I didn't bit... recognize her, to be yeah. fair. She looks kind of different. Though when I knew, I was like, oh, I can see it. But it's mm-hmm. always like that. Um. Alright, do you want to... I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> you got a recap, right? Uh, Yeah. And we're just gonna kind of go through the episode with, with some with some things. Um, sure. Okay. So let's see. Uh, Cooper disappeared. Right. He. Uh. So we last left him off. He disappeared into the. Meanwhile. The tesseract was that a tesseract? <laughs> I don't know. It anyway, better not be. The thing that the thing that happened in the uh in the box, you know, he like phased out into oblivion Mm -hmm. anyway he's back in space and like you said he's going towards this pinkish thing Mm -hmm. milk cloud (laughs) it's really it's really hard to describe some of these things um so then uh he ends up uh in this like place (laughs) the purple place (laughs) the purple place there you go yeah so i i think you're right that like a part of the idea here is that the Black Lodge is one of many strange locations in the uh, metacosmos. I don't, Out I don't there. Really know what it's supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah, there's 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 this whole you know world of strangeness, mm-hmm. um, and I think eventually uh, someone speaks in this location, and it's still with the backward speech. So, mm-hmm. they, which they I found interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't necessarily think that would happen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, in there, there's a uh, there's a woman with uh, flesh over her eyes uh, in front of a fireplace, and she moves in a strange way. I guess, uh, sort of yeah. like glitchy. This whole reality here, sort of, I think, is just time is sort of overlapping on itself in a way or something you know where it's it jumps ahead a little bit it's falling behind a little bit it speeds up like it's just uh i think the idea here is just that time is time is very strange here yeah 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 yeah. that makes sense um let's see cooper asks where are we uh doesn't really get an answer i don't know maybe she answered but let's just say I have no idea um, what the answer was. Um, uh, there's someone's banging at the door. There's a door in this room, and someone's banging at the door. Uh, and the woman wants him to be quiet, like mm-hmm. don't alert whatever that thing is. It's like, <laughs> this is so weird. It's like introducing this whole thing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I, I just. It's it's really getting me like describing this because it's just it's not a normal TV recap here. Um, so yeah, so someone's at the door banging. Um, uh, there's a there's a machine on the wall uh, that says the number fifteen, uh, and there's a little like circle thing in the middle. I mm-hmm. guess it's a machine. Um, so I I guess. Again, like a bit of this is interpretation. Like it, it starts to pull him in. Is that what happens? 
I think he walks towards it, but there's a barrier. Okay, there's he walks towards it, there's a barrier, and then the woman steps in mm-hmm. um, and leads Cooper up a ladder, and then they emerge. They're on this, like, metal box floating in space, and... Um, uh, then she pulls a lever and gets electrocuted <laughs> and falls through space. You say that like you're not sure what happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. So it's, I'm kind of, I'm trying to describe it without giving an interpretation. And it's kind of hard because I really mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know what yeah. we're supposed to think about what's happening here exactly. But basically, she pulls something and flies away, falls, falls, flies away, fly falls, floats mm-hmm. away. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so then, uh, uh, then Cooper sees the face of Major Briggs floating by. That's who that was. Yeah. I was wondering why Major Briggs was credited in this episode. I was like, I never saw him. Yeah, I didn't recognize him, but it was him. I'm a little... I see it. Yeah, you, it, when you know, you can see it. Um, and he says Blue Rose, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I'm sure you all remember from Fire Walk With Me. Um, mm-hmm. That was uh, brought up in the uh, Chester Desmond investigation. Um and I think Cooper brings it up later too. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's 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 close to something like the X Files, like the Twin Peaks version of the X Files. Yeah, it's like the weird thing from the case. The yeah, it's like the weird stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a Blue Rose thing, it's like yeah, not normal FBI business. Um. Uh. So yeah. Uh, I'm curious about I'm curious about that footage because, uh, like you said, they credited him. Uh, I mean, the actor died several years ago, um, so I wonder if he actually filmed that for Fire Walk with Me and they didn't use it, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they used uh, for that footage. Like, I'm I'm just curious how they even got that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Because uh, yeah, like he he wasn't available to shoot it certainly. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, then, uh, Cooper, uh, climbs back into the box, um, and, uh, the original woman with the eyes, well, with the eyes covered, I guess, and the, and the banging has stopped, um, uh, and, uh, there's a new woman there, and this is, American Girl, <laughs> according to the credits, uh, played by the same actor who played Ron at Pulaski. Um, and uh, at 2.53, again, 2.53, if that's what he said, this would be the reference, uh, on her watch, uh, there's a humming, and the machine uh, starts to do something. And uh, But it's worth saying that it says now three instead of 15 so you know that you know i had something. the uh the contrast on my monitor turned up so when she showed the watch i didn't see anything 
Oh. I thought it was blank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely, yeah, I completely missed that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, close-up of a blank watch. That makes sense. That fits in the rest of this craziness. Right. Um, okay, I see it now, 253. It looks like it's, is it Saturday? Oh, so it's Saturday? Well, it says S-A. Yeah, that's probably know, Or Saturday. 5A. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it says three now. The machine says three. Yeah, so the, the number changed uh, while he was outside uh, somehow. Um, uh, let's see. So then um, American Girl says, uh, when you get there, you'll already be there. Which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, presumably means there's another Cooper there already. Mm-hmm. Um, although, it's not 100% clear specifically what that means, but generally that's what that should mean. Yeah. Um, since, actually, turns out there's three Coopers. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> nobody expected third Cooper. Nobody knew there was a third Cooper. Why would there be a third Cooper? There yeah. really shouldn't be a third Cooper. Yep. Uh, so, um, uh, so then he kind of gets sucked into the machine, um, and his shoes fall off. Yeah, he gets, he gets fed into the machine, but his shoes can't come, um, which reminds me of Lost, with the, um, you know, a a person traveling in a weird circumstance and the shoes being important or not. Um, like, you know, Locke's body has to have the shoes on it. Oh, right. He had to have you the know, special that, shoes. Yeah, it just made me think of shoes. Right. You know, with a person traveling and shoes being an issue. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right, and uh, the shoes hanging. There was that whole story of Christian shoes. It was mm-hmm. weird. There was a lot of shoe. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about the shoe plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, okay, so, uh, So one thing we need to talk about, which is this, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot to, to really, I mean, I don't have anything to say about what he's just experienced here. I mean, I have no interpretation really, uh, you know, what, what, what I think happened is what we saw, which was madness. Right. Um, when they get out of the box, uh, when she climbs up the ladder and the box is floating in space, I'm like, just the best, you know. This is just the best. <laughs> of course, it's this weird because you know, like, it's it's. It, I guess it's like the um, what are they? What's the Doctor Who thing? The um, the TARDIS, you know? Oh yeah, like, yeah. The inside of it is bigger space than what it looks like on the right. outside, and right. so it's got this weird thing. Yeah, the the dome, the sort of um, nipple-shaped dome that had these like dials and gauges on it, and and then it has right. this big like switch, and then she she's trying to tell him something and communicate something to him, which it seems like he kind of gets maybe, but I don't know. And then she flips the switch, and then. She, what's great about Lynch when he when they when he's in these weird moments is is these things that happen to the characters that seem like she should have ex- like she seems like she should have expected what was going to happen right yet like yeah. when she flies away and she's falling it just it just seems like 
she did know that was going to happen or she doesn't like it. You know, the same with like when Laura like goes Mm -hmm. through the curtains, you know, it's like, that might be a good thing that's happening, but she looks like she's in agony. Right. You know, the same with the lady flying away. It's like, I don't think she's going to be okay, but maybe she is. Yeah. You know, maybe she knows where she's going and that was, and like, that's the way to get out of that place. And Cooper was supposed to like repeat it too or something. Right. Um, you know, or maybe that's why the machine turned to three. Like, she enabled the machine in the in the room to to go to where he needs to go. I, you know, who knows? Well, yeah. I mean, I, it's a big question. Like, I mean, for me, like the basic question is, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what are they doing there? Um, yeah. And I, I so like my interpretation now that I think about it is that you know the the number switching. Um, you know, maybe has to do with, maybe has to do with the fact that there's, you know, two different Coopers out there. Uh, in terms of what? Like, like maybe 15 was a path to evil Cooper, but three is a path to, I don't know, Dougie. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that, I get, I get that idea, but they it, it, even when it turned to three, though it it seemed, it seemed like it was still affecting. Evil it was Cooper. still affecting Evil Cooper, but 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 somehow, well, I guess the question is, how did he how did he avoid it? So I mean, that's I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, then if it's not that, why did the numbers change? And uh, also, uh, are these people in on it in any way? Are they in on the plan? Is anything they're doing helping Evil Cooper, or are they actually trying to help? I don't. I think these people are have nothing to do with what's happening. Um, I think you know they 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 sort of know how their world works, so they you know they kind of know what you know to tell Cooper what to do. But um, yeah, I don't know why. It seems like if you are sort of dead and in these weird places, you kind of have this knowledge of people and situations um you know why does she know what's going to happen when he goes through the thing you know um when you get there you'll already be there why does she know that right (laughs) well that's that's why i'm saying like if they have knowledge of this could they be could they be in on it or maybe they're actually trying to stop Evil Cooper, and they they know this is the best way to do it. I mean, it's just like it's a question of like what yeah, their motivation. I agree, are. it's a valid question. It just to me, it seems like it seems like it's just random that he even came across these people, you know. Um, but it's the re-entry chamber here. I mean, it can't have been random, right? Well, I I, I don't know. I mean. The evolu- the doppelganger evolution of the arm called him non-existent and sent him flying through well, space. Well, I, I mean, I don't worth, know if, if that was that a... the one that sent him on this trip. And again, I wonder if these people are, you know, on his side or not. Yeah, I I think it's just I, I I'm trying to imagine these beings in their existence, and I I feel like sides isn't really a a, a thing here. I don't know. Um... You know, I, the way it comes off to me is that, you know, he could encounter any number of beings that may or may not know what's happening with him, but like they're just doing their own thing, you know. Um, they they definitely don't. I don't. 
I definitely think they're not there. They don't exist to help him. Um, but you know, it could be that they are trying to help for some reason. But I, what, why would they care? I mean, if that's Ronette Pulaski, I would get it that because she, you know, has some connection right. to Cooper. Um, you know, but why would the other lady care? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's either you know, I'm not discounting that that they're specifically trying to help him for some bigger reason, but it just it seemed a bit random to me. Um, where he ended up, but you know, maybe that maybe this was a predefined path he got sent on. There's some um, kind of rules about how this place works. Um, it's definitely getting into lost territory um, with some of that stuff, but you know, like well, I, I agree I, I that think sides he... aren't really the right way to necessarily think about it, but it does seem like there's some there's some sense of like this is the way things are supposed to be, and Evil Cooper is violating that. Um, maybe. I mean, supposed to even seems a bit too strong of a word. Um, but, you know, I think Cooper could have gone through the machine when it said 15. Um, he just, you know, he was hitting that barrier and he didn't push through. And he only pushed through when it was three because the American girl told him to. Right, and the other woman know. stepped in, which just makes me wonder, again, like... If she was trying to stop him from doing that, what would have happened if he went through 15? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Like, maybe she knew 15 wasn't the right way to go, but then why would it be there? <laughs> well, and, and did question. she did she turn it to three? By what like, she did above in the thing? Yeah. yeah. Maybe? It's not clear. Um, it's not clear why it changed. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's very weird. Uh, I guess we'll get to it in the next scene. So one of the things I want to talk about, cause I didn't really think about this until, you know, after we had podcasted about the first two uh, parts and then I rewatched some of Twin Peaks and Firewalk with me again. Um, the question I guess is this, uh, this, the, the evil Cooper we're seeing here, is that Bob or is that Cooper, Cooper's doppelganger? <laughs> because I was thinking that this guy was Bob. Effectively, Bob having inhabited Cooper's doppelganger, but but like the doppelganger has no real consciousness. It's really just a vessel for Bob. But upon rewatching all this stuff, I'm thinking that's not true. I'm I'm thinking this is Cooper's doppelganger, um, not Bob. And um, yeah. So what do you ha- did you? think this was bob this whole time or what did you think uh yeah i mean i think uh part of me feels like what they're doing is is practical because the actor who played bob is dead mm-hmm. um I, I think it was supposed to be bob i mean we saw bob in at the end of the original series you know what i mean and i think mm-hmm. if they had the chance and like you said i mean he's even dressed a little bit like an updated version of bob Mm-hmm. I think the idea of Bob is there. Um, Definitely the idea of Bob is there. But what always got me was at, when when we see Cooper's doppelganger, we see him with Bob. And then when when, mm-hmm. when, when the doppelganger is chasing Cooper through the red rooms um, and he catches him, we see Bob again, like not, you know, sort right. of in, in the camera's face, you know. Right. Um, which is this kind of, I, I, I don't know, I always thought that was strange. Like, it seems like they shouldn't show him again if he's the doppelganger and, and he's, you know. 
he attaching himself. I agree that he's not the doppelganger in the lodge. It seems like they're separate. Well, okay. I mean, I guess like this is <laughs> this is one of those like age old Twin Peaks questions. Because because like, here's the thing: not get a resolution. Just like is he controlling them? Is he? Are they really just part of him somehow? Did he create the doppelgangers? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm question. thinking. Like, like maybe he created the doppelganger, you know, um, versus. But I don't know. That's a tough one. And and I want to go back to what you were saying about you know the practicality of what they're doing in this series, I because like I think there's a practicality with what they showed at the end of the season two, right? So when Cooper is looking in the mirror and, and, and they have Bob's reflection, like that's also a practical effect of showing us that there's an influence of Bob, right? Because yeah. if they just showed Cooper's reflection, we, you know, I mean, the only other thing they could have done was like have, have Cooper's reflection, but it's has the doppelganger eyes With or the something, white eyes, yeah. you know? Um, Bob so has it more could, impact though. Bob definitely has more impact. So it could be that like, we, you know, we we're just taking the wrong interpretation of what that meant, right? Um, because it just it seems weird to me if this if this guy is Bob. Even though I like my theory about Bob getting a loophole and figuring out a way to leave the Black Lodge for twenty five years mm-hmm. and he's trying to escape, like I like that plot line. But um, but yeah, I'm starting to think that this is just Cooper's doppelganger, and Bob is still in the Black Lodge, or maybe part of him is with this Cooper guy. Oh, yeah, maybe it's like the Voldemort uh, Horcrux thing. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, like parts of himself are in the doppelgangers. Yeah, and exactly. So, but, I mean, I think I think that's a big question. Like, because um, they've referenced Bob a couple times. They aren't, it's not like Annie, where, like, maybe they're going to try to pretend like Bob does, didn't exist. Um, so, <clears throat> I think it's open, like, will we actually see some representation of Bob, specifically as Bob? Uh, yeah, in the, in the Black Lodge are out. The other thing too is that we we do know that Bob has a ritual that he needs to take over people. Right. Um, now, of course, it was a different circumstance because Cooper was in the Black Lodge. It was just the doppelganger at the which time. Is a mechanism. Yeah, and 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 from what Mike said, you know, like the the idea that the doppelganger took his place in the real world, and they have to, and the doppelganger has to come back. That's what makes me think it's not Bob you know is that the doppelganger is it is the is the copy of cooper right you know, and he's got to like trade places with it for this all to resolve itself right uh and maybe and you know that line of i'll be with bob again you know once you come back like maybe right um whoever that maybe was. bob will come back from the black lodge or something at that point um yeah i'm not sure i assume that was mike okay that's the best guess i have for now <laughs> all right all right. Um, he didn't sound like Mike. Um, Not particularly, but then again, I don't think I've heard. You know, it's hard to tell what he sounds like when he's only doing backward speech. Like that was normal speaking. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was just. Yeah. I'll um, be with Bob again. That would make sense. It would make sense for it to be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I feel like if they wanted, well, maybe they just don't want us to know. If they wanted us to know, they could have. They could have made it clear. Yeah, and I think. He might know what Mike sounds like, so maybe they're just obscuring oh, it. Point. So he's not. Is this Mike? He thought it was. He thought it was Philip Jeffries for a while. Mm-hmm. Which is a which whole thing. which is a whole other thing we got to talk about. That Philip Jeffries is still going on. Yeah, uh, it's still that still. Which is why I think we're gonna get something with Agent Desmond. I feel like that's if if Jeffries is still going on, Desmond is still going on. Mm-hmm. Like you know. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about the craziness. It was awesome to, to watch, and um, you just, I mean, you know, you're just watching an art film at that this point. You yeah. Know, when you're just, all you can do is just try to interpret what's happening, and uh, and it's just craziness, and then she flies away, and then, like, Briggs's face comes on, and it's just like, that can happen? Like, what does that even mean for a face to be flying through space? You know, what does that mean? Like, is that just a vision? Was he, is he really there? Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's craziness. Um, that brings me back to, uh, one of the, uh, one of the loose ends from the final episode, which is, uh, Sarah Palmer coming into double R and going to the major and speaking, having something from the Black Lodge speaking through her saying, I'm in the Black Lodge with Dale Cooper Mm-hmm. Um, and it's implied yeah. that it's it's implied that it's the arm. Uh, yes. Uh, by by what we say next, like I'm waiting for you or something like that. I, I forgot mm-hmm. what the next line was, but yeah. Um, uh, I know that I know that in the original plans for season three, Major Briggs was going to play a, a big role, a major role, if you will. And uh, <laughs> now it seems like it seems not like a general were... role. <laughs> exactly. um uh it seems like they're 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 sort of working that material in um you know similar to what they're doing with philip jeffries like it seems like they have plans for philip jeffries too that Mm -hmm. um that they're just having to work around the fact that they don't have the actor anymore yeah i think it's possible they recorded what they needed for david bowie i think it's possible I guess it's possible, but it was it was close. It was yeah. close, but I mean they 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 did get a couple actors who died shortly after. So. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think it it could have been close. We'll see. We will. We will. But yeah, yeah. This uh, this sequence. I guess like the thing about this sequence is that um, uh, uh this sequence together with the box thing is sort of like you know, a new thing for Twin Peaks. I mean, obviously the Black Lodge is a well-established mm-hmm. bit of strangeness. Um, yeah. That, I guess, feels less strange the more you see it. Um, it's just like, that's that's the place. That's where mm-hmm. that's where those people hang out. Um, but yeah, this, this sequence was like, you know one of the one of the lynchiest things <laughs> yeah yeah it's super everything down to how the machine was designed the little machine yeah. on the wall yeah what, what's the box thing you're talking about the box thing he said you said the machine in the box or something was really weird uh, you mean the the room that they're in uh, by the I, box? Don't really, I don't really even know I don't know what I said. Okay. Yeah, you you were talking about things being weird, uh, and you mentioned a box. Maybe you meant the box they're in. Yeah, yeah, the box. Yeah, I think the thing I was calling the box was like, yeah, the whole thing. The whole place. Okay. Yeah, that when they go outside, it's sort of like sort of like a box, like a metal box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that's what I meant, though I'm not sure anymore. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah, very cool to get more, like you're saying, more lore and mythology for the magical places connected to Twin Peaks. And 
Um, uh, yeah. What was what with the lady's eyes? I, I couldn't tell if those were like uh, sutures um, around her eyes or if those were like eyelashes. <laughs> yeah. Like she had these weird things, marks, and I couldn't tell what um what they were but um me either and uh man mother's coming mother really wants to get in that door Did she's I... really banging who's mother what's going on but with that? it but yeah getting getting another another room that's weird with people that are weird just reinforce the idea of how extraordinarily strange it would be you know to go on this journey and um and it just encountered these situations and you know you you hope these people are helpful and don't want to just kill you as right. we, as we see later there are dangers uh in this world Definitely. um and uh yeah like when cooper just kind of talks to the lady who can't see i was like i wouldn't necessarily want to talk to her yeah uh, she looks scary um Definitely. and uh and he's just going from moment to moment trying to figure it out um and one of the things, and we'll get to it later when he's, you know, when he's Dougie, but one of the coolest things I think they did was, you know, bringing him back to the real world, but having his mental state not adjust yet. Um, right. Really, really did a cool thing, which is to show how how strange our world is and how if you didn't know the rules of our world, it would come across just as strange as, as the, you know, Black Lodge and the Purple Place and all that stuff, right? They even went so far as to, like, have characters repeat a couple of things we've heard from the weird characters from the other places, right? right? So I thought they did a really, that was a really cool thing, like, when, when Cooper's just still in that dazed state, you know, spending 25 years in a place where time is just different, you know, and he's just hasn't caught up yet. Um, I thought it was really cool just to see him experience the world in that same kind of way and how, yeah, our world would be fucking weird. You know, if you walked into a room and there's all these machines with flashing lights and numbers on them that meant nothing to you. And then like people were putting a small piece of metal into part of the machine and then pulling a lever and saying a word, you know what I mean? Like that whole thing is weird unless you know what it is. Um, so I thought it was cool to kind of get that juxtaposition by bringing him back to the real world and having him, you know, still be dazed. Um, uh, it it yeah, it made an interesting point about our own world and how confusing it would be and how it's just as confusing as any other place Cooper's been. You know what I mean? It's just that we know the rules. We understand it. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think about it that way. Mm-hmm. That's- yeah, that's kind of what I thought the whole point of that was you know was was to be like yeah he's that's why he he doesn't he doesn't even know he's back in the real world you know uh because everything he's experienced for the past 25 years has just been a weird place with weird people and here's las vegas another weird place with weird people you know right 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 yeah 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 um uh yeah it kind of just reminded me of being there Mm, mm -hmm. uh like that whole thing of like the movie the movie yeah uh like like peter seller's character like going out in the world and it was actually a similar idea like the setup for the movie was that he was um he was a gardener uh 
you know, for some rich person, and he had just, like, lived in this, you know, giant compound, you know, and, like, the, you know, servants' quarters or whatever for mm-hmm. his whole life, basically. They said they found him as an orphan or something. He lived his whole life there. He never really went outside. He didn't know anything about the outside world. Like, the only thing is he had seen, like, television. Mm-hmm. And so he would go out, and then, so eventually, he, you know, the person dies, and he has to go out in the real world, and, like, he does a lot of stuff, he, just repeating stuff he saw on TV, and then, like, repeating things that people say to him, and it's, like, a part of the movie is, like, how far you can get, like, it seeming to interact with people without actually contributing mm-hmm. anything yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening with Cooper. <laughs> yeah, like, like, is it enough if I just repeat the last thing you say? Is is that a conversation? Yeah, you know? and sometimes he can repeat things that people said before, and it mm-hmm. and it seems like you know it's almost like he's like you get it, yeah, a little bit developing like an ability to communicate, but it's 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 very slow and very ineffective because he 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 can only say something if he's already heard it. Mm-hmm. So his vocabulary is very limited. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like he's 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 repeating things, yeah, to try to seem like he's communicating. Like, oh, that thing, yeah, I can say that back to you, mm-hmm. and they take it as, oh, okay, he's 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 communicating. But he's just he doesn't know what these words mean. Just like you know, the other crazy stuff he's heard is is you know, even though there was that point when he was like, I understand, you know, um, in the first episode, uh, <laughs> when oh he yeah, the sounds. But um, right. yeah, yeah. It's in, it's a. I thought that was really cool that it wasn't as simple as oh, when he gets back to the real world, he'll be normal. He'll be like, "Get me Agent Cole," you know, right, or right, right. you know, "I got to get back to DC." Yeah, yeah. Um, get mean, me back to Twin Peaks. He like, wasn't that out of it in the Red Room, you know. I mean, he didn't say a whole lot, but he did speak a few times, and it seemed clear that he was sort of there, mm-hmm. um, you know, to whatever extent you can be there in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seems like, it seems to me like the trip, you know, I mean, he even, you know, where, where are it's... we, he asked, you know, before he, um, got sucked in. So I, I feel like the, it's the, it's the, vo- it's the, the shock or somehow of like being inserted back yeah. into the real world that somehow I... like messed up his brain. Yeah. I do think it's part of the, the being in there for 25 years though. And, and like not... You know, because what he's doing is he's repeating, and it's an interesting acting (laughs) exercise, is he's playing all of his scenes like he's in the Red Room, you know, like he's like that slow pace that that happens in the Red Room, like he's keeping that pace while the rest of the actors are in a normal scene pace, Um and uh, and that that's how it comes off to me, where he's still expecting, like, after somebody says something, like, I'm just not going to say anything for a while, because that's how I am in the red room most of the time. You know, somebody says something, the camera cuts to him, he doesn't say anything, you know. Um, so I feel like he's, he's, you know, 20, I definitely agree that, like, the trip blew his mind, too. But, like, I think, like, 25 years of, like, these random being showing up to you at random times and saying things because most of the time he was there i would imagine no you know it was silence you know and and who knows how much time he actually experienced you know if you asked him how long he was there if he would say 25 years if he would say two minutes you know um but yeah it's interesting uh 
you know, that when he when he's back in the real world, which I didn't, I guess I expected it to be soon, but I didn't necessarily expect it to be this soon that he would come back. Right. Um, but I guess the compromise is that he's back, but not exactly. Yeah, and I love the coffee thing. Um, oh yeah, I thought that was as soon as as soon right before she said it, I'm like, oh my god, he needs coffee, and then she's like, I got coffee, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. anything that's gonna snap Cooper out of it. It will be some coffee. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was his his whole slow awakening was inter- was really cool to to watch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. Um. I had something I wanted to bring up. And since I, we're talking about coffee, anyway, we were talking about numbers before, and I wanted to bring up this little tiny detail I caught from the season two finale. Um, when Cooper's in the red room. And um, I don't know if this means anything. Cooper's in the red room. Uh, the giant brings him some coffee, um, and like, yeah. the giant is like the old man, and he's walking yeah. over, and he says coffee. Yeah. And I noticed he said the word coffee six times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I noticed, and I was kind of figured trying to think like, why would he? Why six? Does it matter? Is this? Is this? You know, is this supposed to be a thing? Is just this for you know? to make it interesting or what um and i just noticed that you know the word coffee has six letters in it so it's like oh maybe he's like you know he's saying it for every word in the letter some weird way he's trying to communicate or something but anyway um but then i noticed um uh the last scene when cooper is bob or whatever and he hits his head and he's like how's annie um i noticed he said that six times uh, so I don't know if that means anything. I just thought it was interesting that they both said this thing it's six the right times. number of times to repeat something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, just keep. I think keep a lookout for maybe six or three. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it'll be a thing. Um, and um, yeah, the other thing that reminded me of Lost was the oil in the grove. Uh, reminded me of the ash from the volcano. Um, oh yeah you know that whole thing from lost yeah and uh and then i had a note from episode uh the second part um of this season three we were talking about that that figure covered in black in the jail um oh yeah that like vanishes yeah i was thinking maybe that was the spirit that inhabited phil that made him kill the lady maybe oh Oh, okay. And he's like leaving now or something, or Phil? I don't know. His name's Phil. Is his name Phil? I wrote down Phil, and I'm not even sure if that's his name. <laughs> okay, okay, but the the principal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to um, make sure. Matthew Matthew, Matthew Lillard's yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I I don't I don't remember what his name was, but Hastings, I think, is the last name. Yeah, um, Philip Hastings. That okay. sounds okay. William Hastings. Sorry, Will, okay. not Phil. Well, okay. Will, not Phil. There you go. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, you think so? You think it's connected to him? I just, I just, well, it should be connected to him, right? Should it be? <laughs> Sorry. When you get there, you will already be there. Sorry How about to just that? throw it out there, but I, I don't know. It was two cells down. It didn't strike me as being necessarily connected, but I. I well, it's connected because it's in this gel with him. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, it's connected. Lot, um, location wise, I sure, think. So sure. that's a connection. I mean, now that's well, all we I have mean, to go like, on. Directly, you know, but... 
besides the fact that they're in the same place. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the best guess I could come I, up I, with. No, was it was better than anything I got? Just for the record, <laughs> I, it's just like I, 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 I guess I guess I think I guess I think it has something to do with the stuff that's going on there, which you know, obviously, uh, you know, Will's gotten involved in some craziness. Um, seems like it's connected to Evil Cooper. I don't know if he's doing everything or if there's like something beyond Evil Cooper. Um, Clearly, I think Evil Cooper. I don't even think. Again, I think that's that's another reason I think he's not Bob is because you know Bob proper at least um, is because um, he doesn't seem to know what's going on. You know, and this this part we're gonna get to when 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 Cooper is going through the machine and he's freaking out while he's driving, like he doesn't seem to know it's because of the electricity in the car, you know. Um, right. But he he does seem to know that he doesn't he shouldn't throw up the whatever Garmin Bosey or whatever mm-hmm. that's supposed to be that's coming out of him. Yeah. You know, but anyway, he he doesn't seem omniscient the way I would expect Bob to be a you know kind of more knowing about these things right 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 but uh but yes yeah, so i don't know the guy in the cell that's the best i could come up with was like okay. maybe because because clearly something inhabited him right yeah, to make him kill the person like. yeah um so unless i did see someone speculate that like they were planted there the fingerprints were planted there but but then what was his dream well that doesn't explain the dream unless they sent the dream <laughs> Which of course. Oh, so now the inhabiting spirits are doing are like framing people. Well, I mean, it's weird, but I'm just saying it's you know it it seems like it's at least a possibility. I mean, they do have the power to send dreams, right? I mean, we saw. But why not take them over and then make them touch stuff? Well, that's a simpler. <laughs> that's a simpler. No, I agree. I agree that that seems more. Well, likely, it, well, it, it hadn't occurred it, and he, to me that like just because his fingerprints are there doesn't necessarily mean he was there. I, well, here's the thing. You know I mean? think what if his just wife because is inspired his... to like, you know, take his fingerprints. And... I don't think you can do. I don't think that's how fingerprints work. Do I don't that? think you can. You just, you <laughs> I just like make a you... finger copy and like. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you can really. No, you don't finger it all over the room. Um, <laughs> not without consent. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. Just because his fingerprints in the room doesn't mean he killed the person, right? Because if he was having an affair with her, then his prints would be there normally. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So he could. it could be he had a weird dream because he's he's involved with, like, all of this, you know, the situation he's involved with. But, um, yeah, I mean, we don't even know why the evil Cooper... What she wanted, actually, what um, he I wanted from it her. The second time, think when he said, uh, when he said they had a dream, and she's like, "You were there. Your fingerprints are there." I started thinking, "Oh, maybe he was lying." You know about what? Um, uh, you know because uh, uh, the 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 uh, when the uh, police officer is interrogating him. You know, mm-hmm. ask him to account for his time, and he's like, he left school at you know nine thirty or whatever, and then mm-hmm. arrived home at like ten fifteen or something, and it was like, how long does it take to get home? You know? Yeah. Um, like I, I was wondering if the implication was like he was he was lying to cover up the affair. You know, um, and like, like he did go there, 
yeah, then, I think that's exactly it. I think that's the implication is yeah, that's the implication is that night he has time that doesn't count for. That's probably when he went and saw her. Now I guess we don't know the night that she died. I I, I was trying to piece that together. If like well that's the night she died and that's around the time she died and you were missing mm-hmm. so you probably did it um but i think that's what we're supposed to think is um is he saw her within that time period yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. now he might time. not remember it if he was inhabited by something uh during that time but mm-hmm. uh but yeah i guess it hadn't occurred to me that there was like I don't know, multiple levels of deception going on there. Like, he's yeah. got his own problems, basically. Well, and there's whatever uh, Cooper is doing, right? Um, yeah. I, didn't, I can't even remember what it was now, but, you know, he shows up to the wife there's a whole and thing. shoots and her. I, mean, I guess that's still to come, although that story kind of took a left turn in this episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, he goes to kill, he kills the wife. You know, it's revealed that she was in on it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, also there was, you know, Ray and Daria and they were supposed to get some information, um, coordinates. I think it was coordinates. Um, yeah. Uh, and they want it from the secretary, from the secretary of the guy who's in, of uh, uh, Matthew Lillard's character. Yeah. And supposedly Ray has that, but he was in prison and then supposedly that's and where is, evil Cooper was going. Yeah. But is Ray in the same prison as Hastings? That's what I got confused about. No, no, shouldn't be. No, because Hastings should be in the in the jail in uh in. Oh, he's just uh, in the city Buck, jail, local. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's just in the city. Whereas That's this was right. like a state prison on state line. They showed a map because, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, Eva Cooper pulls it up of like where. Yeah. So and actually, that's a source of confusion for me in this episode, um, because uh, later on they say that he was heading west. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, whereas, if I remember oh, no. right from the map, uh, it was actually like southeast uh, yeah. of where he was. Yeah, he shouldn't be heading west. He should be heading east. Yeah, yeah. But then that would prove the point that he was going to talk to the FBI, to which wasn't true. Which is the point they make. But yeah, then it's like, well, then where was he going? <laughs> wow. Who knew that was a mystery? <laughs> Jeez. Well, I got confused because I remember, I remember, I had a theory. Um, I had a theory going into you know before I watched this episode that like when we saw him, I thought it was like the desert. I thought he was going to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought it was going to tie in with that you know that scene with the Mulholland Drive guy. Like I, I thought it was going to be revealed he was the guy. You yeah, know, he he's involved. I mean, there's a Las Vegas part of the story now, so. I mean, it seems possible that he was going to go there, or he will go there at some point. Um, well, that's a long way to go if you eventually have to get back to where the where the prison is. Like, well, that's the problem. You're going to go to Las Vegas first? He was picked up in South Dakota, so he couldn't have gotten... If he was heading there, he couldn't have gotten far, mm-hmm. you know, which, I mean, maybe that's just how it is, but... And what's weird is, is that city is, like, on the western side of... Mm-hmm south dakota yeah and actually that was nice to see the map because when they were like you know ray was like oh i got caught running guns across state lines i was like really how far is the state line from you Mm -hmm. and it's like really close yeah so it like made sense that he was like oh i'll do this quick job real quick right pick up some guns or something and then gets caught yeah um yeah um i'm still confused about all that storyline with um 
with Ray and uh, Daria and yeah. uh, what was happening there. They were going to try to kill Evil and, Cooper. Uh, I mean, yeah, but but like in the whole thing with Beulah and all those people yeah, and know. I I rewatched that. I, I still don't get like what was happening. Are any of those people normal people or are they all you know are any of them special people or right. not um why did they have ray and daria <laughs> you know i guess they were just hiding out there and then like when ray and daria leave they kind of they kind of say hello to like those two people in the corner then this little guy in the chair and then like right. the, the tall guy yeah. but then they both give like a card to the little guy uh i think it's the little guy they give it to they both give some little piece of paper to him as they leave too and so I'm like, this is just oh, weirdness on top of weirdness. Yeah, did you catch that? No. no yeah, I they both give again. him like, um, it's a little piece of paper. It looked like a business card, maybe or something. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was money. Maybe they were paying for their stay. I don't know what it was. Okay. Tell. That's interesting. Yeah. But there's something going on there. I mean, there's also like whoever, uh, whoever uh, made the box room. And like hired someone to watch the box. Okay, you're talking about the box again. So, what box are you talking about? Oh, oh, sorry, that must have been what I meant. The box, the box in New York. Okay, 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 got it. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot there was another box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the box. There you go. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the person who ate the box. Is whatever is going on with um, Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh yeah, um, presumably she'll come back. I, it's just like Ashley Judd. Like you don't get Jennifer Jason Lee and have her do like one scene. <laughs> exactly. It's just, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Why bother? Although I hope you do get Michael Sarah and have him do one scene. <laughs> I hope that's how that works. <laughs> well, the thing is, he he had an extended scene, so I think it's possible mm-hmm. with the Ashley Judd and Jennifer Jason Lee scenes. They were very short, only yeah. a few lines. If yeah, they had a long monologue, I would believe it more. Mm-hmm. You know, but he he had this whole story. Of, um, you know, whatever. All right, so let's go to the next part because okay. we're gonna have to talk a lot about. We're going to talk a lot about this. Yeah. This is a lot here. They bring the ring back, which we were hoping we were talking about. Uh, uh yeah, it didn't help. Didn't help at all. But, uh-uh. Um, <laughs> so that's great. So, yeah, uh, we go back back on Earth. Uh, we, uh, Meanwhile. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we see Evil Cooper driving uh, down the road. You know, basically where we left him off when, you know, Cooper saw him through the curtains um, during that uh, the last uh, Black Lodge sequence, um, and he starts to like, you know, feel disoriented. I guess, and uh, he's like, the car is swerving, and uh, and I guess he sees the red curtains, and um, uh, and then. Uh, Let's see. I guess I guess the vomiting's later. He covers his mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, uh. So then then we go to, um. Then we go to our third Cooper. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just like, wow, they took they took the lost thing to the next level. There's there's two there's three Coopers, um. And this this Cooper's named Dougie, 
uh, and I guess he lives in Las Vegas, um, and he's in some kind of abandoned house with a prostitute, I guess, and um, he's wearing the ring. Mm-hmm. His arm is numb. Interesting thing to note. Yeah. Um, and uh, he throws up. It's pretty gross. Uh, and then um, he gets uh, he gets zapped away through the electrical socket, I guess. Um, and then meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Evil Cooper throws up in his car. His throw up looks a little more like Garmin Bosey, I would say. Um, but who knows? They don't specify. It's it's something really toxic, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, according to what we learn later. Um, uh, and then uh, Dougie appears in the red room. Uh, Mike says someone manuf- some great someone manufactured you for a purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, and then uh, and then Dougie starts to shrink, and then his head disappears and then he turns into a blob that explodes i guess and leaves behind a little gold ball and Uh, and, yeah that's kind of what happens and the ring well yeah how would you i yeah his head his head pops off and there's like black smoke coming out of his body and then the, the the gold bead floats up um and uh yeah 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 i mean and then well and probably the most interesting part (laughs) i guess you're gonna get to next oh uh so he leaves behind this this little gold ball and the rings there uh mike uh puts the ball in his pocket uh and then meanwhile (laughs) it's a lot of this uh, the real Cooper goes through the socket into the, uh, the house in Las Vegas where Dougie was just there with the prostitute and he's, you know, he didn't, they, they made this really clear in multiple ways, but, uh, he, he, it's not like he inhabited his body. Mm-mm. He, he actually replaced him with his own original body, I guess, you know, still the same from. 25 years ago. I mean, he's aged, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he's wearing the same clothes they established later uh, that he was wearing 25 years ago. Yeah. Um, from the Judging from the decay of the suit, I think it's been about 25 years. <laughs> that sounds about right. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah that's... <laughs> um, okay, and so uh, so then the, uh, the prostitute is named Jade uh, comes in um and he's clearly uh he's clearly not with it um so she has to kind of help him get up and leave and uh they also sorry did you have a yeah let's talk uh let's talk about what we've seen so the real question is who manufactured dougie and how um uh, you know, and this gets back to the the doppelganger because I always wanted to figure out did 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 Bob manufacture the doppelganger? You know, did he yeah. create it somehow? Um, it almost seems that way, but we do know that there that other people have doppelgangers. 
So it seems like that's in the Black Lodge or, or through the Black Lodge or right. however it works out. Um, seems like they just... Doppelgangers just can be accessed happen. or they can visit this place. Yeah. Um, it does seem like they just hap- it just happens. Um, um, you know, in... Uh, in the finale of uh, the second season, when we see the doppelgangers, they're all when we. I think the first time we see them, they're all in one room, which made me think they all kind of came from the same place. Uh, but then you kind of see different ones later, different rooms and stuff, mm-hmm. so they can kind of travel. But uh, this whole sequence was again just like so cool and crazy, you know. Uh, first of all, this is the first time we've seen the curtains show up outside of the grove, um, right. which I didn't think was possible. I didn't think that was a thing. Right. So I'm not sure if it, you know you can access the Black Lodge anywhere, maybe. Um, right. Or, or maybe just just because of what's specifically happening here, it appears. Um, Right. But uh, yeah, I found that this in the whole. So the part I think you kind of skipped um, oh. that I thought was most interesting was when um, when Dougie turns into the bead, um, which was crazy enough. Then this uh, form appears, uh, and then Mike knows to cover his eyes and not look at it, and then the form kind of grows a mouth and does some weirdness, and then flies to the seat. So, the, so there's this interesting thing I here don't that think Mike. I saw that. That doesn't even sound remotely familiar. You didn't. See, this is this is, like I said, almost the most interesting part of this I series of interesting it. parts. Yeah, like Mike shields his eye. He almost dabs basically, but he like shields his eyes from 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 being exposed to this creature. Uh, in the brief moment, the creature exists. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's at about, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm at about uh, 240. I'm sorry, 2440. 20, oh, 2440. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. I guess right before that is when Mike shields his eyes. Uh, but I found that to be just, again, a cool yeah. beat that <laughs> I would, this would have been cool without it, but the fact that, like, Mike knew not to let this thing see it or him look at it just adds extra intrigue to what's going on is the golden orb related to the yeah the oh is it related to the shovels oh right oh oh right i remember oh yeah right he shields his eyes it's like a creature Mm mm-hmm it's like it's not unlike the creature from the box. The face looks sort of similar to the creature. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, it's really hard to tell. I remember at first I thought it looked like the head on the on the arm tree. Yep. Um. But yep. then then it had a face, so then it looked really different. Yeah. Then like he shields his eyes, and then it yeah, then it grows a face, and it yeah. has kind of a mouth, and then it vanishes with the bead. Right. And and it was great because like it's not just the bead like it's like the bead is something but the face is something else and uh, yeah you know it's and then it goes thing. away but where did it go <laughs> right is right. it coming back right and he uh, oh and he puts the ring back on the ring table where the ring that, goes. that's where the ring goes that's the table where the ring goes 
And it was cool. I swear, the seeing that table was like an. It was again. It was like a cameo from an old friend. It was. Yeah. Like, there you are, table. The shot, like from the bottom uh-huh. of the table over to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was totally a a callback thing. Um, and you know, the 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 base of that table is like a clamshell. Um, yeah. Which makes me think of you know pearls pearls in the in an oyster sort of a thing. Like the ring mm-hmm. is kind of like the pearl. Oh yeah. Pearl, Pearl Station, Pearl Lakes, Pearl. Um, so I can't connect to Lost. I don't know. That's all I got. Fair enough. Um, but so yeah, okay. Any any thoughts about what you know, who, how? This is a huge thing. Like the, the <laughs> fact that um, uh, the fact that he doesn't say, for example, Bob manufactured you for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. Because, like, who else was it? I mean, I guess I, I'm left wondering, yeah, I mean, there's, like, multiple questions. Like, who who manufactured Dougie and why? You know, uh, it seems like uh, the fact that Dougie exists allowed, um, uh, you know, allowed Evil Cooper to continue to exist in a way that, you know, maybe he would have been sucked back into the Black Lodge like Dougie was if there hadn't been Dougie available. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that makes me think that uh, Evil Cooper and or Bob uh, manufactured Dougie for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, could it be something but, else? But what does that mean? Like, like. D- D- I'm assuming Dougie has a whole life, right? He like he He's was born and he lived. Well, okay, that's the question. Now, I don't think he. I am going to come to the conclusion that he didn't have a whole life, but he had a 25 years of a life. Huh. Now he probably thinks he had a whole life. He probably had mm-hmm. some. You know, like I, I guess what I would imagine for for this is like like Cylons. You know, the the, the Cylons that were planted various places that he he thinks he has memories he he does live there for a number of years he forms relationships even has a kid Mm -hmm. seemingly and i'm assuming that uh, you know all that stuff's real he knows people and so on he has lived a a life there but i i think he i don't think he was born hmm okay though i mean i don't know that for sure but i'm just i'm thinking that he was created, you know, at the same time, more or less, as uh, original Cooper went into the Black Lodge, doppelganger Cooper escaped, and, you know, then, like, disappeared. So whoever created him saw this thing coming, like, that far in advance? Or I, do you think because the Black Lodge and stuff is outside of time that it was effectively they could just create him whatever they wanted you could to. go that way that's interesting i mean i was just, there's some rule about like you have to go in you have to go back in after 25 years well but that's the thing right like when mike says you know what was it mike or the arm that said you know uh he has to come in before you have to go out right it seems like dougie didn't exist yet or or i'm clearly weren't aware of dougie's existence yet it i don't like, think they knew he existed i think they just found that out just now Hmm. So I think. But why wouldn't they know that? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they know that? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but it it seems to me like it seems to me like they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they figured. I mean, when when Mike sees him, it seems like he knows. You know, 
to some degree what that means. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I guess they don't know everything that's going on. Yeah, it seems to me like this was, this was a loophole. Well, yeah, because we don't see Dougie until after Cooper goes through the electrical socket machine and, and evil Cooper starts, you know, vomiting, but holding his right vomit in i kind of thought that is what created dougie in some way like this refusal to give in kind of made him be created in that moment or something it is weird they they don't set him up before that right um but yeah but he has the ring which is weird um yeah i don't know i don't know what i think about dougie i guess yeah, the 25 years makes sense. He had that comment about, like, I'm supposed to go in the back into the Black Lodge, but that's not going to happen. I, I feel like there's an insinuation that he had a plan and that uh, this is probably part of that plan. You know, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like uh-huh. a, weird, a weird loophole that if there was another Cooper, then I don't have to switch places with him if Cooper tries to come out. You know, he can take mm-hmm. take the place of this other, other Cooper. Well, and it's weird that Cooper was able even to come out, right? Because they said, like, he has to come back in before you to come out. But he kind of went out in the same moment Dougie went in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know why it picked on Dougie. Why didn't it... Why does it default to Dougie? <laughs> is it is it whoever throws up first goes in the it, Black it Lodge first? It does like the fact that he held it in. Yeah. Allowed it to be Dougie and not him. And he mm-hmm. knew that he had to do that. Yeah. And yeah. Dougie didn't know. So, yeah, maybe that's it. Whoever throws up first goes to the Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I just wanted to, it, it, you know, connect it to his, like, Dougie was sort of created in that moment. And, like, Dougie didn't exist before that. But it's a weird, that's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, that would... That would be crazy. I mean, that would that would mean that all of these memories and so on were implanted. These people, you know, mm-hmm. um, suddenly. I mean, it's possible. I wouldn't say it's impossible at all. But I'm well. The idea that like it it that. necessitated his creation, and so like it it like everything that needed to happen like filled mm-hmm. itself in. But yeah, it, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, I think. I think we'll find out an answer to something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm betting on answers, but it, it seems to me like that's that's something that we should understand. I wonder point. if Bob is not the main villain for this season. You know, like you were saying, uh, Mike doesn't say Bob did it. Another villain involved in this story. Uh, at the, you know, at the very least, the the box guy. Like, I don't know if he's a villain, but it's definitely. You mean the the monster that was in the box? Well, not the monster. Those whoever's whoever set up the box. Oh. Whoever, wh- whoever knew to like put a box there and have someone watch it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'm not putting. Possibly hired Ray and Daria to kill Evil Cooper. You mm-hmm. know. Um, it does seem like there are, there's another force there that isn't just yeah. Bob. 
I don't want to put any money on the billionaire being a person of interest. Um, just because I think he could, it could easily never go explain the whole box thing. And it was just like, here's a weird thing. And this is where Cooper came through and that's it. Um, you know, and the fact that like the, you know, I was thinking that the, you know, somebody would investigate the monster that killed, um, uh, the, 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 the guy watching the box and the girl, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but that seemed to just dovetail into them going to look for Cooper. Um, so it doesn't look like they're going to get back to that. Um, in terms of investigating that, that place, you know, that room, uh, like who owns it and all that. But yeah, I don't know. There seems like somebody's out there who's, uh, got some game plan. I don't know who else would know about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a big question. Who could it possibly be? And I feel like it just can't be anyone we know. It, mm-hmm. it just has to be a new character. Because I just don't think there's any candidate from Twin Peaks, the original show, that, you know, that, that, it, that it really could be. Who would kind of know all this stuff and care uh, yeah. to go to all this trouble, you know. Um, I mean, it's not even clear what the goal is. Like, what is the box supposed to do even? I, I think they have a few lines about the box later where it's just like, what's that room? Who put that stuff there? What, you know, mm-hmm. what is this thing that appears? Like, nobody knows. Yeah. And and that's the thing with, with you know, Cooper's line about who paid you guys to try to kill me. You know, are they trying to kill him because he's a Cooper doppelganger? Or are they trying to kill him just because he's a bad guy? You know, doing bad things in the world, you know, and like, you know, he crossed somebody. You know what I mean? Is it like a real world or should mm-hmm. say like normal issue? <laughs> you know, or are it they trying be. to kill him because they're trying to help Cooper or something? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not clear. It, it could be a very simple thing. I actually have the same question about something from this episode. Okay, you should ask it. Uh, okay, so yeah, I was just gonna, um, uh, let's oh, see here. Any, oh. any thoughts of why Dougie has the ring? Oh, yeah, we should probably mention the ring. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the ring, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a good thing to bring up. Um, so the last like, time we saw the ring, uh, the nurse had it who was helping Annie. Yeah, so, I mean, there's... Uh, I I still have a very real question, you know, because of the book um, and because of, like, some, you know, general, um, you know, rumors or whatever, uh, there's a real question about whether they're, they're going to try to retcon Annie away completely, like, pretend like she never existed. Um, mm. and, and, you know, it is worth noting that the scene with Annie having the ring, um, is from the missing pieces, you know, mm-hmm. which are not necessarily official, true parts of the story, I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, because he did cut it out from the original movie and, and no one even saw those until a few years ago. I mean, the yeah. only thing anyone ever saw was, you know, what was in the original cut of the well, movie. I have a theory about Annie. I think that's who um, uh, Cole and um, uh, for blanking on his name, 
the sarcastic guy. Albert. Uh, Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's who they want to go see Cooper, the evil Cooper. When they're like, S.H.I.E.L.D., no. We got to show, you know, that whole thing at the end. I'm thinking that might be Jennifer Jason Lee. Why her? Just because, you know, she's got to have more scenes. and. <laughs> but she's, she's not there. even connected to the FBI. Or uh, Cooper. Uh, the good Cooper. <laughs> oh, right. Right. What would she know about the good Cooper? Yeah, yeah like, it sense. should be someone who can verify if he's the good Cooper. And the only person I think can do that, I think it would be Annie. Mm-hmm. And that's the only person we haven't seen from the old show, really. So that's um, what I thought they were talking about, you know. And then they're like, "She, I know where she drinks. Right. So, right. I mean, is it Shelly? You know, Shelly, I think. They did, when they said, I know where she drinks, they did cut to the roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be Annie. I think okay. that's the reveal. That's so my crackpot theory. Uh, I, like, I'm really suspicious about the whole Annie thing. I mean, they haven't mentioned her yet. It is possible that they that they will in the next episode, but I, I strongly suspect that even if they do mention her, um, I think what they're what they're gonna have to say is something like uh, something like you know, Evil Cooper killed her, or or she vanished at the same time as Cooper or something, and no one knows where she. Wins, mm-hmm. you know like they could say something like that but like you know i, I i'm thinking if they're, if they're gonna put annie in the story then well actually the nurse took the ring so that'll be an extra like mm-hmm. issue to clear up if they if they actually want to make the if they actually want to make the the nurse scene a part of the story i think they i don't see why he wouldn't address why he wouldn't keep annie in the story i mean she's a you know she was a big part of season two People I know agree. who she is. I she agree, did come but... out of the Black Lodge, you know. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is that um, she's she's retconned out of the book in, like, a couple of really specific ways. And, I mean, that's where all this speculation came from because it's like, you know, why would you do that? So you know? are, what is the book retconned away about her? So the book, uh, the book says that Lana, if you remember her character from, I guess if you've seen it recently, you might actually remember. Um, anyway, it says she won the Miss Twin Peaks contest. Was she, I don't remember her character. Was she one of the contestants? She is, uh, yeah, she's the character who, she was going to marry, uh, Dougie Milford or she did marry him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died and then she goes with his brother, the mayor, and she tries to like... Mm-hmm. seduce the judges somehow into letting her be the winner um, now is there any wiggle room in terms of how they describe her winning like well they're saying she won because annie you know got injured and couldn't hold up her title so she won by default or are they saying like there's no mention of annie she won outright you know what i mean so like, so there's okay so that that's one data point it is possible that it has explanations yes okay um but they they just flatly say that she won the miss twin peaks contest with no comment you know about anything that happened now it's possible there's a lot of theories out there about what that means but okay here's some other things okay um uh in terms of in terms of cooper's uh entry into the black lodge Uh uh-huh um 
uh, which isn't really, it isn't described in any detail. So, I mean, it's too vague to be helpful, but uh, it's not mentioned the reason why he went in there. Um, and then uh, uh, the third thing is uh, there's, there's kind of an extended history of Norma and her family and stuff, and it's specifically not mentioned that she has a sister at all. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, the, the moments when Annie's presence in the plot or in the character's history was, like, really clear, it, mm-hmm. she was not mentioned. And, you know, it seemed conspicuous. Was there anything else they did like that? No. I mean, there's, there's no other characters they erased like that, I would say. Mm. There, there, there are some inconsistencies um you know uh some of the they they say some things about big ed and norma nadine and hank that are kind of inconsistent with what they say in the series but only in a only in a detailed sense i mean the basic concept of the story is still there the characters all still exist the relationships Mm -hmm. are all still the same you know what i mean Uh, there there are inconsistencies with the series but there's nothing on that scale of like there's this character who played a major role in the later part of season two, and the book doesn't acknowledge that she exists at all, not once. Hmm. And and so so that that's you know hearing that like fueled this idea in my mind that they were gonna try. I don't know why either. I mean, Heather Graham's still out there. It's not like she's dead. Um, like some of these other characters, you know, the actors are dead, and so they have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I don't know. Maybe they decided they didn't like the Annie story or the Annie character. Um, and they thought they could just get away with forgetting about it completely. Like hope that, you know, people don't mind if they just don't mention it again. I, I don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but it's just that the book kind of fueled that line of thinking because it, it specifically did not... Um, maybe something happened maybe that's a clue to something that 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 happened to annie that we'll get to like maybe yeah she got erased from existence or something that's what people think that's what people if they if they think that annie's still in the story then yeah something crazy happened to her Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah she got exactly erased from existence somehow there was a cover-up (laughs) non-existence exactly Exactly. Something happened. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess I would change. So if that part of the story is true, then I would assume that Evil Cooper killed the nurse and took the ring and gave it to Dougie. That would be my best guess. Now I have no idea why he gave it to Dougie because uh, yeah, we were talking I... about the ring recently and the purpose it serves here, which it's not clear that it serves a purpose here. Um, the purpose that it serves here doesn't seem to have anything to do with the stuff we were talking about being like the main function of the ring in Fire Walk mm-hmm. With Me, which is the only place where the ring exists in the story of Twin Peaks. Yeah, so, you know, seemingly there's been other people who have had the ring and they didn't all get killed by Bob. Um, so, right. presumably it has some other function. Uh, he his arm is numb and it seems like it just went numb. So presumably he got the ring recently. Could um, be because I assume your arm goes numb for the first three days you have the ring. I assume that's how it works. Could be um, if you are whatever kind of person. Um. So yeah, I I don't. 
Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, the Bring was in the town, was in Twin Peaks at the hospital last, and Bob could have gone, you know, or Evil Cooper could have gone to pretend to see Annie. Mm-hmm. And then looking for the ring. Uh, I'm going to assume the ring just kind of vanishes, like, uh, not like mysteriously, but like the nurse has it and then she doesn't and then somebody else gets it and it just kind of makes its way through people Mm -hmm. until it gets to Dougie. It's just Uh, a coincidence? Yeah. I Well, uh, I would say not a coincidence in the sense it, you know, it went back to this version of Cooper, you know, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I, I assume you know if we were supposed to believe the history of the ring that it just kind of goes from person to person and you know I, I assume that's what they're just trying to say. It just kind of went from person to person until it got to this to to Dougie. Um, but I mean the fact that he was you know he was manufactured and he's got the gold bead and there's the gold ring. I don't know if that means anything like that helped him be manufactured or something or like if he didn't have the ring he wouldn't exist or i don't know what we're supposed to think about that um or 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 he was given the ring so that evil cooper could target him or something you know Uh, yeah 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 that's that's what i was wondering if he if he was like if his if his plan but again it, it doesn't add up at all but i i remember thinking the plan was like uh you know once once a uh, real cooper like re-entered the world and replaced dougie he was going to kill original cooper like i assumed that was the plan so you think like he he was on his way to Vegas to kill? That's what I thought, but like I mean, it doesn't quite add up. Like I said, it's, yeah, it you... seems like he should have been there sooner, or I guess maybe he didn't know how much time he had before Cooper would come out. Because right. it, you know, I think he's thinking he's still got another day, right, before he goes to the Black Lodge. Yeah, I'm not sure what the date count was. He did seem to know it was going to be on a specific day. Did it? Yeah, and I thought early? he said. I thought he said the day after tomorrow. I'll, I'll need time by tomorrow? myself. I thought he said okay. that, but it's hard to keep track of the time. Right. right. Um, How many nights have passed since then? Mm-hmm. Maybe just maybe just one. So yeah, he would have had another day. Because uh, I thought he was going to the prison, but then there's that whole east-west confusion. Is it just an inconsistency? Was he really driving to Vegas? Like, it's, you know. Is Vegas west of... Uh, I guess it's west. Southwest. It better be. <laughs> I'm in big trouble if it's not. Um. Yeah, you're in big trouble. <laughs> let's look at a map okay yeah 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 vegas is quite far west so i guess i was thinking of montana and those other places that are kind of more west but uh yeah 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 so so <sighs> that's weird though yeah and what coordinates does he need like no idea. That only Hastings' secretary has. <laughs> I assume what I had thought was it's. I thought like maybe Bob uh, or Evil Cooper knows that that um, Hastings was uh, inhabited by a spirit, and so maybe maybe Hastings said, "Hey, you know, I went camping in this place, and 
and something weird happened and he told his secretary and she so she knows where he went and that's and so bob thinks like this is where the spirit came from or it's another portal you know to the black lodge or something that's the only thing i could think of that he would need coordinates for right that would that makes sense be related to uh hastings Right, because what, uh, what would he really know? It doesn't seem like he, he has a clue what's going on. Not at all, yeah. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is why is evil? Why does Evil Cooper have really dark skin on his face? Like, I don't understand why he looks so dark compared mm-hmm. to regular Cooper. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out is, like... Is this this one of those like quasi racist things where when you're evil you're darker skinned? Because uh, I just actually watched a video about that. Yeah. <laughs> online that was talking about um, how Street Fighter when they have those evil doppelganger characters of their of their characters like they all have darker skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it's yeah quasi racist. I yeah I think um, it is that I think it is that I mean he also has darker eyes. Uh, like if you look at his eyes, they're like, uh, almost like totally black. Um, really? uh, yeah. And if you look at like regular Cooper's eyes, they're, they're not, they're not like that. I, th- I think they had him wear contacts or something. Um, okay. Yeah. I didn't really notice. So yeah, I think, eyes. I think with the hair, uh, the, the thing and the, the, yeah, they gave him like, I don't know, like spray tan or. Yeah. I, I but like just on his face, right? Like, his hands and his neck are normal. It's just mm-hmm. on his face. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that is supposed to signal evil. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a weird way to signal evil. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But it is there is kind of a trope there. Uh-huh. You know, and occasionally there are there are tropes. Occasionally there are tropes. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes it's a there's weird... a trope. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's a little uh, yeah. Because they, I mean, thing. it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like if if he if its hair was the same and its clothes were the same, the the different makeup would kind of help us know who's who. But like, it's clear right. who he is by his costume. So right, right. right. They don't yeah, necessarily anyway. need to add the the makeup mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And in a, and in a, and in a world with so few uh, non-white characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it comes. That's the only. Honestly, that's the only sort of negative thing I can say about Lynch and his world that he creates is they're very white. Yeah, uh, which is, I think, completely understandable from his upbringing and background and the world he's trying to reflect. You know, right? That like 1950s America gone mm-hmm. wrong thing. But uh, yeah. but yeah, that's the only thing. You know, uh, and then like the only black character we've had so far is a prostitute. Right. You know, yeah. this is 2017, you know, we can we can update our storytelling a bit here, I think. Yeah. But um, just to point out something not so great with Lynch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say um, uh, I would say his portrayal of women is somewhat problematic as well. If we're yes, uh, yes. If we're going down. And that I, road. I, yeah. Again, uh, very product of his time. But yes, but very yeah. Again, yeah. Um, uh, sexist, misogynist, light yeah. <laughs> at best. Yeah, there's a lot of, and it almost seems like there's a scene in this episode that kind of acknowledges that. Oh, which one are you talking? The scene about? with um, 
The scene with Denise, the scene with David Duchovny. Yeah, you know, we, I want to talk about that too because I thought that was actually really strange. Where, yeah, he, yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I guess we'll get there, but um, yeah, yeah I, I I have something to say about that. That was weird. First of all, great to see Denise. I mean, again, every time a character comes back, I'm just like, oh my god, this oh, yeah. this gets yeah. better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, that. Especially because like Denise Bryson was. Uh, was a character in that that middle period of season two, that like post uh, post Laura Palmer's killer stuff and before um, the Wyndham Earl thing really took off, um, you know that that Lynch, um, you know, didn't have a lot of involvement with I think and like kind of disowns like a lot of that part of the show. Um, mm-hmm. but that was one of the, that was one of the best parts of that part of the show. You know, like he's, he's great on the original show. Yeah. Um, I think that was David Duchovny's first big role. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I assumed he was already famous, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess the X-Files was definitely after that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, that was pretty early. That would have been like 91 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's always a highlight going through. It's like here's one reason not to skip those episodes because um, mm-hmm. his scenes are really enjoyable. Um, and uh, yeah, I love the fact that they actually they actually got him to come back and do that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, that being his one of his first big roles, and now he's you know his biggest he'll ever be probably. Um, you know, but coming back to the same yeah. character is very, very interesting, very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's even like a bit of a reveal uh about that character. It's a little it's a little strange. It's a little strange. Okay, I guess we'll I guess there. we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Um But yeah, I I I mean I agree. It's um it's the kind of thing that um you know, watching the original series, uh you know, not that I think like, um, you know, not that not that I think it's 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 okay because it was old or something, but you know, cultural shifts happen, and I mean, when you watch old stuff, you know, you encounter like certain mm-hmm. ideas and attitudes that do seem like pretty out of date and old fashioned, you know, routinely. You know, it's just kind yeah. of to an to an extent. I mean, the people making it are responsible for what they put in there, but. You know, some of that just, I bet they didn't even think about consciously, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it just kind of shows up there. Um, and uh, it does stand out watching the new series that, like, there's an extent to which it seems like he hasn't really moved on. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, those days. he's he, yeah, he's got his his viewpoint and attitudes about things that I don't think will ever change. And yeah. um, he's 70 years old. Yeah, exactly. And um and I I mean all of Lynch's stories are really kind of start with a woman in trouble, right? Yeah. So that's There's you know, a that's a that. that's a thing and she's usually in trouble something with sexually, Definitely. you know. There's something there. So he's got this like, you know, whatever his fixation, his sort of meta story that he's telling from his own sort of uh, you know, perspective of his life you know has something to do with these kind of situations and these kind of archetypes of the woman in trouble and the innocent man who gets involved trying to save her from herself and you know probably gets you know corrupted and you know by trying to save her right um 
you know, and uh, so it, it's all very interesting. But yeah, I think um, it, it's hard to go sometimes, especially you know now that the sh- the sort of style of the show is being contrasted with the era that they're telling the show in now, you know, so like this nineties, eighties style of the show mm-hmm. being portrayed in 2017, you kind of see that juxtaposition of, Oh, huh. Okay. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, it stands out more in 2017 than it does in a show from 1990, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you, shows are being produced now with like a lot of these cultural shifts in mind and the, portrayals of a lot of these things you know diversity of cast and stuff like that um you know it's 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 definitely come a long way i mean you know like like on leftovers like they did have like and you know maybe it's still a bit of a problem the you know the 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 magical black character or whatever like that's Mm -hmm. you know that's a thing that's a trope um and they called it out yeah they called it out so at least they knew but they still used it Mm -hmm. um but it is, at least to me, like somewhat mitigated by the fact that they have non-magical black characters in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's sort of it at least doesn't completely tokenize, um, you know, that character as being this this exotic magical thing that you know yeah um, that is there to save the white person. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, it, there's a bit you know, and and that character was given some some personal history you know the weird like uh child abuse stuff you know there was a bit more there i think Mm -hmm. it's it's not i don't think it's there there's still a problem with it but it's it has progressed i think yeah yeah and you get kind of i think stuck between a rock and a hard place when you do try to avoid tropes that are that 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 um may not be racist but are um, problematic because mm-hmm. they pigeonhole actors in a certain roles or whatever, you know, right. whatever the situation might be. But uh, I think you do get, because, because you, you don't want a situation where, oh, okay, I have a, I have a character who's magical. Well, you can't cl- cast a black actor right, right. because, then, you know, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. can't, or like we cast this actor and we decided we're going to take this character down this road. Right. But oh, okay, can't do that because he's black, and we don't want to do right. the black magical black guy that you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah it's all tricky. It's it's definitely well. That's all why tricky. I think it helps if you if you have other black characters who are magical in the cast, because then it's not like yeah, you know, then it's not like well, the only time you thought of casting a black actor is when it was a magical character. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like that's where it starts to seem like you know that's that's kind of a problem, not just the fact that you know, because I mean, Holy Wayne even was a little bit in that oh category. yeah. Even mm-hmm. though, like, it's not clear if he was actually magical or not. He, he was at least portrayed as being, like, yeah, he's pretending got to got the be same magical. thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing Lynch them. always does is whenever there's, like, police or law enforcement, there's always, like, two male cops that show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only real um, uh, time he doesn't do that is, like, Denise... Mm-hmm. And then this other new female FBI agent that they have on the show. Right. But in terms of like regular police officers, like anytime they show up, there's just two, there's like two guy, two white guys show up, yeah. and that that's his version of police. That's what police you know. Is. That's what police are. Um, yeah, you're totally right. It was that in Mulholland Drive too. Mulholland Drive, they did it 
Yeah. What was it? The second episode Lost of this Highway. season. Lost Highway has two sets of cops yep. like that. Two sets of cops. <laughs> yeah. We see it in this episode. We see two cops. The two You're cops right. who find That's Cooper's totally car. The two cops who who go to Ruth's apartment, you know, in the in the previous right. episode. Right. Uh, it's always like two white male cops. That's yeah. his. That's his team. His yeah. cop team. <laughs> that's just what you need. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. That's weird. Uh, so he's got his. You know, he's got his thing. He's got his thing. Um, it's yeah. It's a specific formula, and I guess it's the kind of thing where I I think the thing that um, bothers me about it is that. Uh, you know, a lot of what he does is so uh, mm-hmm. unique and so different from, um, you know, what you see from anything else, anybody else uh, making yeah. stuff. It stands out as being, like, really special. And then and then he goes for these, like, really old-fashioned, like, mm-hmm. standard things that, like, a million people have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like it's it's disappointing, I guess, that that he, he, he's not a bit more open minded in other ways, you know, because I, I love the atmospheric stuff. It's great. It's still great. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and I enjoy the show. But, yeah, it's like when it goes down those roads, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when we we're introduced to Dougie and the prostitute, like she's completely naked, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not. Right. You know, uh, you know, weird misogynist standard there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just these little things that you go, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first couple episodes that stood out, it's like you had like uh, you had a couple of female characters, you know, getting naked or semi-naked and then being killed. Um, yeah, the whole Jennifer Jason's Lee whole thing at the end yeah. was awkward. And yeah. You yeah, know. that scene got creepy quickly. And then, yeah, even in this episode, or I guess it's the next one with the, the new FBI agent, like, they're kind of weirdly objectifying her. It's like... Yeah, uh, yeah, the, it's, yeah, I want to talk about that scene, too, because in the moment they objectify her, which is kind of lighthearted, then it, then it turns dark and they have to, like, have this real conversation. Right. And it's like, yeah, I don't know what he's saying. What is, is he saying something about men, you know, um, mm-hmm. that, that they, this is just what they do all the time and they can't help it. I mean, there's, there, there's that idea, right? I mean, obviously the whole Laura Palmer part of Twin Peaks is like her sexuality corrupted 100%. all these men around her, yeah. you know, James and Bobby yeah. and Jacoby yeah. and Harold yeah. and like, Ja, you know, all yeah. these men just crumbling at her feet, you know, <laughs> Um, yeah, Finn Horn, yeah I, I forgot. Leland. I'm sorry, Leland. Leland <laughs> let's let's say the number first number one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't I don't know if there's like a an in, a, a more interesting point he's trying to make. It's and it, again, it's that yeah. Even in this episode uh, later, the clues for the case. You know, half of the clues are like half naked women, pictures of right. half naked women, and yep. it's like, why is that part of the? What what are yeah. we getting out of this, David Lynch? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, what is he? Yeah, again, like when he when they are objectifying the female FBI agent, like, what are what is he saying there? Um, <laughs> you know, what is he telling us? Because that's the first time I think we've seen um, uh, Albert and 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 Agent Colby do that, do something yeah, like that, definitely. Like, the, the closest thing I can think of um, from the original series is that weird moment from the pilot when Cooper sees Josie and he's like, who's the babe? 
Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, which which like now that I think about it, that's such a Lynch thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Well, really, and she was clearly kind of like out of character. Because um, that was Cooper doesn't really act like that in most of the series. Yeah, um, I I took that as like that's the trope of the like exotic Asian woman. Well, trope. yeah, that's definitely in there. You yeah. know, and that's what Josie is playing the whole time, and so I right. I feel like that that's why he had to say that because she was she was that character. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. he can't he can't go. Who's that smart businesswoman? You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Right. She looks like she owns a sawmill. Like no, no. I know. Um, I know. And, and, and 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 you know, obviously, part of the themes he go he talks about in his stories is is human nature. So I, I you know, he that's the thing that's hard to separate. Are you you know if you yeah. if you depict something that's racist or misogynistic, are you that are you or are you that saying that are you using that to make a point? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I think he can, you know, it's it is subjective, like what you want to think about that. Um, I, I think he definitely like, for me, like lands on the wrong side of that line sometimes, and other times I think it kind of works. I mean, I I think I think Firewalk with Me like has its problems on this front, but um, I do think in large part it is a um, a fairly like you know, empathetic betrayal of Laura, mm-hmm. um, that like cares about her as a person as, you yes. know, even though it's showing her naked several times, you know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of scenes that are just about her state of mind and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I think he can do that. And, you know, Mulholland Drive has some of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where there's, uh, there's a focus on a female character that it doesn't feel so like, like it's just completely coming from an outside male perspective. Um, yeah. So I think he can do that, uh, but he does often choose not to, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so far in the series, uh, it hasn't been, hasn't been good on that front. It's been pretty extreme in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, it's I'm interesting. waiting for the day, you know, uh, I guess like some of the old characters from twin peaks, like stand a chance of, of being good on that front. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting it to be so strong in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, it's very palpable. Uh, and it's tough to know what the point is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, is it really just like, I want to see naked women on screen. So mm-hmm. let's put them in there. <laughs> you know, is there anything more to it than that? I, I want Yeah. You know, there I mean, has to be, right? I mean, he he's a very intuitive uh, creator, and I and, and I don't know, maybe he's just like, I just feel she should be naked in this scene. Yeah, that's what my intuition says. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, exactly. Like I meditated about it, and I really think that you should be naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And there's sometimes like with this with this with this Jade character, you know, her introduction she's completely naked, but but it's not and then we see her take a shower, mm-hmm. but, but it's not like titillating in any sort of overtly sexual way. You know what I mean? Like um it was it's just kind of matter of fact she just yeah, had clothes on, you know. So it's interesting that sometimes it's just sort of a matter of fact titillation mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's explicit, you know. Um right. And so, yeah, I don't know if we're supposed to think anything differently when it's, like, 
one or the other, but right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I guess he might have a point in mind, but it, you know, he is drawn to that sort of, that sort of imagery in, in various contexts. And, mm-hmm. um, he does use it in different ways. And yeah, in this case, it was much more just kind of a matter of fact thing. Yeah. Um, it is weird that he had his clothes on though. Now that you've pointed out. I didn't yeah. Really, right. Like and I he really wasn't even like, in, like, Oh, his shirt was off and it, whatever. And he was yeah. just getting, it was like, no, he's just kind of fully clothed fully and whatever, clothed. whatever they just did. I think his clothes were on the whole time. That's <laughs> just, that's yeah. That's kind of, that's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, nudity is fine. Just, just you know, be equal opportunity if, if right. unless you're trying to make some kind of point or something. Right. Um, right. Because the scene would have been just fine with her having clothes on, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't change anything. So, no, yeah, no. it's interesting. Which makes me think, like, he, yeah, he wanted her to be naked for some particular reason. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah it could be as simple as i like how it looks um mm-hmm. you know and maybe there's some other reason uh but yeah i agree like the scene the scene could have easily the scene could have played out in a number of ways that did, i mean she didn't even have to be a prostitute like there there were other <laughs> mm-hmm. there were other ways this scene could have played out because basically the point is he's with some you know person he doesn't really know that well yeah. And, uh, you know, she has to, like, kind of get him out of there, bring him to the casino and, you know, send him on his way for the rest of the story, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that, that could have happened in a lot of different ways. And, like, yeah, doing it this way is like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little disappointing. Um, all right. You want to go to the next part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's, you know, that's, that's the discussion of that stuff. Okay, so are you ready to just uh, go on to the next bit here? Let's do it, yeah. Um, I want to say next scene, but it's there's a lot of scenes. Um, so let's see. Um, so Jade and, and Dougie, well, I guess it's real Cooper now, um, are uh, get in the car and they're, they're leaving. Um, and uh, we find out there's... Uh, there's some like guys waiting there to kill him, mm-hmm. uh, and he just happens to uh, drop his keys to his room in the Great Northern from 25 <laughs> years ago. Yep, I hope he checks back in and that key still works. <laughs> I feel like that's gonna happen, because um, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, like. Like it's it's there's something surreal about the idea that that's that's actually the key from the same room. Yeah, and the fact that he had it this whole time, like I didn't know mm-hmm. that he had the key the whole time Me on him. Either. It you makes know. sense though that he yeah, didn't have totally to carry makes sense. it around. I because like they didn't. I don't think they made a big point of it in the series that he had was carrying the key. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but yeah, he goes to. I mean, that's where he's living, so presumably yeah. he would have a key. Yeah. Um, and, he and that's three fifteen when he went in the black lodge. So so we see the numbers three fifteen on the key. Oh really? Yeah, which is the three fifteen we saw in the machine. Mm. The three and the fifteen. That's so weird. so three is evil Cooper and fifteen is Ducky, <laughs> and they combine uh... to form regular Dale Cooper. <laughs> no, like I think what is fifteen is evil Cooper and three is Ducky. Oh, the opposite, the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, 15 maybe. is a multiple of three? 15 is a multiple of three. Yes. Uh, if that you know means what else anything. is a multiple of three? Uh, <laughs> what'd you say? You know what else is a multiple of three? Yeah, what's a multiple of three? A lot of things. Um, yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> I can't really list uh, it all. No, I was going to say, uh, also, uh, th- so uh, five times three is 15, and we also had, um, what was it? Two two fifty three. Mhm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I was trying to saying. figure out something with the five times three I'm or the three. There's three Coopers. Here. I can't believe yeah. how many numbers there are in this. Maybe that's what it is. There's three Coopers, three and Coopers. five times each of those is fifteen. Right. So right. this so is five something. <laughs> Maybe five is the thing. Why is five their value? It I don't know. It could be. It could be. And the Giants' original numbers were they was it four three zero? Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe they gotta change the five to a four. God, I'm just making shit up. And the three uh, zero to a from fifteen to three zero. There you go. <laughs> they gotta double that. Times two is thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems ridiculous. Like, this whole show is just a math problem. Are we are we actually supposed to think about these numbers? It's like it's just so strange. I feel like I don't think Lynch has ever done this much with numbers. I don't think Lynch is a numbers guy like this. I I, I would be surprised if the numbers line up to anything logical. Like like, oh, they're each five, and when you add them together, they're fifteen, and mm-hmm. like. You know that whole thing. I, I just—it seems too logical for something that's more metaphorical. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Right, right. Um, I—I I agree. I agree. Although it—it seems like well, we'll see. We'll see. I, but I agree. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. He—he he drops his keys and he leans over. Like he—he he wasn't even like the normal way the scene goes is like. They know someone's looking for them, so they duck down to, mm-hmm. to avoid being seen. He's had no idea. Um, they, he does the opposite, where they have no idea someone's trying to kill them, and yeah. he just so happens to drop his thing just at, the, at right the right time. Moment. And yeah. the fact that the first guy wasn't quite sure there was two people in the car, that was the other thing that they needed to happen, because right. he was like, I think there was two. Right. But he wasn't sure, so he kind of misses it to begin with, and then the second guy looks at them at the exact wrong time. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he avoids getting killed right then and there. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess they assume he's still in the house. They plant something on his car. Um, Clearly a bomb. Uh, presumably a bomb. That's usually how that works. Uh, and there's a little kid across the street watching, and his mom, I guess, is in there... Uh, Taking a pill and yelling, one nineteen. For what that's worth. Yeah, pretty standard. <laughs> I don't know what that scene was about. I, I guess, I guess at some point they'll come back to this car and like maybe the fact that the kid witnessed it will matter. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, otherwise, this is just a complete non sequitur. Um. So. Uh, I guess just a quick pause here. Like, who are these people? Okay. And why are they trying to kill Ducky? So, did did some did this billionaire guy who created the, you know, who who owns the box in the room in New York? Did he put a hit out on anyone that looks like Cooper? 
Um, and so, you know, Daria and Ray were trying to kill right. the evil Cooper, and then like these two guys are trying to kill this Cooper. Um, yeah. And and that's the only thing I can connect it to is is uh, a, this is just another hit out on, on a Cooper. Now, why they know that Dougie looks like Cooper, I think, is an interesting question. Right. You know, like why would they know that alias? Well, it's not it's not really an alias in Dougie's from Dougie's perspective. But why would they know that name? Why you know? How would they have tracked him down if if this billionaire or whoever is behind the hits even knows that there's a third Cooper? Right. How does he know where to find this guy? Right. Um, that's an interesting question. But that's the only thing I can connect it to. Was somebody wants these Coopers dead? Um, <laughs> and who could that be? You know. And why somebody does this person even know about all of this? Um, right. You know. Jeez. And maybe it has something. Maybe the um, the what's his name the. Uh, I should figure out what the guy's name is. He's one of my favorite actors. I have no idea what his name is. The uh, the guy from Mulholland Drive that's in that was in Las Vegas. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I think his name. Uh, I should find out his character's name. I think the actor's name is Patrick Fischler. Okay. I think that's the actor's name. But I don't know um, the character's name. Yeah, let me see what the character's name is. Probably find so that. Call out. him the character's name. Yeah. Presumably the character has a name. Just like the guy sitting and watching the box, like yeah, Duncan Todd. There you go, Duncan Todd, the well-known yeah. Duncan Todd. Good old Dunky Toddy. <laughs> um, so maybe he's a response, you know, connected to the hits. Um, you know, I, you know, maybe the billionaire is there in Vegas, not necessarily right. in New York. Yeah, um, could be. and maybe this is the guy who's in his life that he shouldn't want in his life right. that he was telling the dude about. Um, could be. Yeah, the thing about you know, Mahalo Drive is like this too, where you just get these scenes and you just have no idea how they connect to the story. Um, and uh, and there's so much of that here on Twin Peaks, where there's just these, like you were saying before about some of the original show characters kind of having these one-off scenes and and being gone for a while like yeah mm-hmm. just just this guy and he pays he gives the his his um assistant some money and mm-hmm. and then gives him the stern warning and you don't want a guy like that in your life <laughs> and like that's it like that's, that's it. all we get four hours that's all we're gonna get yeah and you're just like i don't know how that connects to anything now we are in vegas so mm-hmm. presumably this will come back to pl- in, into play i would think you know so. is 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 maybe Maybe Duncan Todd is going to see <laughs> Cooper, Dougie Cooper, and think right. he's evil Cooper. Because yeah, that's who I, that's who I assumed he was talking about was the guy in his life you don't want in your life. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even know what he was doing. And like, I forgot the lines in that scene, but like somebody took the job or something. I think it and he would gave, tell her she got the job. Tell her she got the job, which was, yeah, another Mulholland Drive callback. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't and, help that uh, it's the guy from Mulholland Drive. Doesn't help it's the guy from Mulholland Drive. It doesn't help that Naomi Watts is gonna show up yeah, later. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If she's like, I got an audition, you know, Dougie. Oh, I, I have to. Oh, yeah, I want to move to Hollywood. <laughs> you know, even even Ruth, the name Ruth, you know, Ruth and um, Ruth, yeah, and Ruth got of. that got me too, and the idea that she was on vacation, mm-hmm. but that she really died, you know, yeah. I was like, oh god, that's so close to Mahan Drive. Definitely. 
Definitely. Um, yeah, so an alternate theory occurred to me later in the episode. If I heard this right, and again, like, I've only watched this once, so I'll have to review the tape. I thought that something Naomi Watch said uh, insinuated that, uh, that Dougie owed people some money. Yes. She said, uh, this is enough. She's like, this is enough to, and this is enough to, I could, with this much, I could, you know, she kind of right. had these fragment sentences but she did say this is enough to pay them back i think yeah, that was the line yeah so so it made me think that like maybe they were just there to kill dougie because he owed money it's like he the owes some money that's a good point like yeah it's yeah yeah simple you know what i mean yep like it's it, nothing it, bigger than, than just a simple thing yeah exactly it's not even connected to the larger plot it's just like something about dougie like a detail about his life mm-hmm. um which i which yeah I he probably and it's probably yeah, you know what? It's probably gambling because she was yeah. didn't like the fact that he went to the casino yep. at first. Uh, yep. So he probably lost a lot of money gambling. Yep. I wonder, maybe he got the ring there or something. Like, I feel like, Ooh. you know, maybe he got the ring the night he met Jade or something. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, just this idea that, that maybe he... Um, he, he, you know, it, it happened while he was gambling or something, or he met some crazy person at the casino and won right. it from them or something. Or... Now, why did she take him to the casino? Why did who do what? Why did, why did Jay take Dougie to the casino? Um, it, he... She dropped him off there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like... Uh, I don't know why. It didn't, it made sense at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, were, were there I some lines about like why he's going? Like, does he does he work there? I, he ended up knowing some people there, or maybe he just maybe it's just what you're saying. He goes there because he has a gambling problem. Um, um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just wondering. Why yeah, that was good the question. I felt like I knew why at the time. Um, but maybe I just thought she knew why, and I was like, "Oh, okay, she knows why she, what she's doing this for, and that's good enough for me." Right. And then I realized, like, yeah, I don't actually know why she thought that. Maybe they. Maybe they don't. I just think. Say. I think this is maybe I just assume this is where they met or something. Yeah. You, you know, she. You, you know, yeah, exactly. The, and the and the so this is where. Honor, like offers companionship later. Yeah. So. Although this, yeah, it's not where he lives. No. He does live in Vegas, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. Uh, I I think it was one of those weird things where I I assumed I knew or something, and then I forgot that by the end of it, I didn't actually get clarification of that. Because <laughs> I because I was yeah. too busy watching him win the jackpots. Right. Right. Um, right. Which is a big uh, thing. Clearly. Yeah. I don't think he works at the casino. He clearly doesn't work at the casino. Um. Yeah, okay, you're so, right they, Yeah, because the guy would have been like, yeah, they would have known he's an employee or something. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, yeah, so I'm assuming yeah. he just goes there. Yeah, and it wasn't... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And his car, because they met at the, at the empty house. Right. And that's why his car was there. Yeah. But she knew that that's where he was going, because that's why she took him there. Right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Why did she think he was going there? That's so weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. Without her saying, like, hey, you still want me to take it to the casino, right? right. You know, because if that was their plan before, you know, the fact that he's, like, weird now and lost his keys, seemingly, yeah. she would most likely, a, re- a normal person would, you know, 
see where he wants to go, but she seems to know. Right, right. Yeah, so maybe that was just the plan from before. Yeah. And, um, and it's not supposed to be a crazy thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I like the idea that maybe it's not connected to the hits, uh, to them trying to kill Bob. Maybe it's just right. uh, Bob, Evil Cooper, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh okay so the scene with the kid and the mom mm-hmm. the druggy mom uh I mean you know if it wasn't it's almost it's 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 half like the scenes you know the scene above the uh convenience store you know mm-hmm. um where it's just like a weird character and there's weird stuff on the table and yeah uh and she and she's saying numbers um she seemed like a red room character almost yeah um in like a real world context, so yeah, I don't know. Right. It's, I, what I got from it was she had like one last pill. She, you know, she was like out of drugs, and this oh. was her last pill. Okay. And she was, uh, I, I guess, savoring the moment, you know, before she takes this last thing. Um, yeah, that's what I got from it. Okay. Okay. That yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then, but I mean, sure. But why? <laughs> Yeah, why are we seeing this? Does yeah. it, why does it matter? I mean, this isn't like across the street from Dougie's house. This is across the street from the model home or the, the empty house, house where that his car is. Yeah, yeah, where he was just hooked up with the prostitute. It just it so, makes you think like that somebody's gonna go back for the car. Uh, maybe the police will investigate, or maybe somebody goes back for the car. Maybe the kid's there, and like mm-hmm. because he saw what happened, he'll say something. It just I, that's my best guess for like why they would. Yeah. This. Yeah, but why is the mom really drugged out? Uh, uh, <laughs> How is know. that going to contribute for when they come back to this? You know, when because that's what I assume is going to happen. Like maybe some series of events, him, or maybe yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, maybe it, maybe it'll matter. Like what her state of mind is in terms of like how it plays out whenever they come back to the and, car. And I, I felt really bad, even worse for him when like he, he turns over and he's like eating a snack and it's like saltines. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, wow, it's not even like a sugary snack, you know, yeah. it's not, it's just like the least flavored snack you could get. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. He's not even having fun like with this like lack flour. of, yeah, you know, with this like lack of, uh, you know, supervision, like he's, he just has saltines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, salty flour, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I want to make sense of this. Of what? Like, was she killing herself? Maybe. Maybe that 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 was gonna kill her. Could be. Could be. And there's like a red balloon in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great at he's great at characters. You just don't know why anything's happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah. Well, th- that person did something. That's all yeah, I can yeah. say for sure. Yeah, the the normal things you can do to like understand scenes like don't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, you're just left trying to like go into like Lynch logic. Like yeah, and if this kid saw the end of this scene you know with the car there after they had left did the kids see them go there maybe did he see dougie mm-hmm. before did he see dougie become cooper <laughs> you know right, like, right right 
some weird That's way, like he saw two different men or something. Mm. But um, uh, I'm assuming like maybe the car will blow up, and then the police will come. But yeah, I I, I kind of feel like the car is actually gonna blow up, even yeah. though the kids saw it. I don't think you set that up, and and don't go back to that somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think you're probably right that it'll blow up, but I feel like it'll matter that he saw. What's the What's the famous quote? A car bomb in the third part goes off in the fifth part? Yeah, that, something like that. Uh, part, yeah, okay. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's going to be yeah. as soon as part five? Uh, we'll see. I think I think it could be part five. Part five or six. Yeah. The story is just proceeding in a strange way. It's just like Mohan Drive, you know? It's just this yeah. weird marching toward... Like, the story knows where it's going, you know? Right. It, it it appears to be meandering, but it's not actually meandering so much as there's just a lot of details. Right. You know? And a lot of subparts to these stories. And um, so you have to get all this stuff, but but it, it's marching towards its, its direction, you know? And um, so you, you definitely feel that, but it's it's so hard to figure out how these like disparate pieces fit together um it you know if this show ends up working by the end it'll be a miracle you know like <laughs> there really aren't is you know as happy as i am with it so far and everything and it's giving me exactly what i want and even stuff i didn't know i wanted um they're not doing themselves any favors <laughs> you know uh because i i feel like they have so many plates that are spinning, you know, yeah. at this point. Yeah, they're not doing, they're not like, let's take it easy, you know, let's right. just, let's just half-ass this. It's like, nope, they're really, you know, swinging for the fences and whatever this story yep. is, it, it has a huge scope and, and, and scale to it and, um, and so many different parts, you know, yeah. uh, that, um, you know, I think we're lucky to, to see if, if this all plays out and it's like, wow, they actually pulled it off. Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to be crazy figuring out. Cause I'm assuming a lot of this stuff will tie together in some way that makes sense. Cause I mean, that's certainly true in Mulholland drive, you know, like, mm-hmm. all those little moments add up to something and like what the yeah. final story is. And so, uh, I assume this will go in that direction, but I, I agree. Like it could have easily been like, you know, the X-Files return or something where, you know, they just kind of revisit shaking the characters. My head. <laughs> Sorry. They just, I mean, I know David Lynch would like never do this because I don't think he would be interested in it. But, you know, just theoretically, if Twin Peaks returned, they could have just gone back to the original characters, you know, the town. They could have maybe mm-hmm. had like Cooper does another murder investigation. They have some, you know, brief, uh, you know, resolving of the, the Bob plot line. And, and that's it. Yeah, they didn't have to do any more than that theoretically to have a twin peaks return. They could have repeated the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, like you said, like there's a brief thing about about the Good Dale coming back, and then there's another murder. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's twenty. Yeah, it's all happening again. You know, twenty five years. It's ha- but wh- what's happening again? You know, like that's the tagline for it this new return thing. Like the first time. But yeah, this isn't the this isn't again. Like. <laughs> It's not. None, it's not again. None of this, and it's like I'll leave it to David Lynch to say, "Here's here's your pattern repeating," and it's like a completely different pattern. Yeah, of course. You know, um, and yeah, because that's what I expected was another murder. Bob is back. Yep. You know, let's do this thing again, and that would have been fine. I would have been totally happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Because because the show that is it's baked into the show, you know, like Laura was like the third girl to go missing, and Dale was the third guy to go look for. Her, right. You know, so it makes sense if you know we'd get a fourth version of that. Right. Right. That's a good point. But uh, you know what I mean. Uh, so. And the fact that, you know, speaking of that, you know, they've got Philip Jeffries is in this storyline. So, which is, yep. which is, you, you just couldn't ask for that. You know what I mean? Like for him to be in this, what, two scenes in Firewalk with me, uh, you yeah. know, and, uh, and to be like, the you know, two of the craziest scenes. Yeah. And, and to actually have that be a part of this plot for this new stuff is so cool. Uh, I know. To be like, oh, we might re- we might give you some more information that'll help you figure out what those scenes meant, you know. Which wasn't clear at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were I talking swear. about that recently, and like, it's really be, hard. Be on the lookout for a monkey that says Judy, you know, <laughs> like. I know, I know. Are we gonna Are we gonna be Judy? Is that gonna <laughs> I want to meet thing? that monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and I want that monkey to be twenty five years older. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, the, yeah, I, I find that interesting, and, and, and I hope, I hope Chris Isaac comes back as Agent Desmond, I mean, that would just be, I mean, we already have, you know, icing upon the icing cake, and the cherry on the top mm-hmm. of the cherry of the icing cake, and it's just layer upon layer of awesomeness, you know? But yeah, the, the Philip Jeffries thing is like, um, you know, it's like, it's like you go to see a concert by... You know, a band that you're a fan of, and like, yeah, they play that. And one David song Bowie shows up. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna David say, Bowie. yeah, I thought you were gonna say it's like going to see like a band you really like, and then like all of a sudden David Bowie comes out and plays two great songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, that's pretty good. Uh, that that's probably even better than where I was going with it, which was just. <laughs> That you know they play they play this like obscure B side that maybe like never even officially released or something, but it's one of your mm-hmm. favorite songs. Yeah. And no one even know, hardly knows about it, you know. And they just uh-huh. happen to play. You know what I mean? That's it's like Philip Jeffries feels like that kind of thing for Twin Peaks. Like I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's for such the a audience deep thing like that only appeared in Fire Walk with me briefly, and like yeah, mm-hmm. if it weren't David Bowie, I mean. You know, would anyone, I mean, <laughs> when you think about Twin Peaks, do you even remember? I mean, I remember it because, you know, I'm obsessed with sure. Twin Peaks. But, like, you know, it's just, it, to, of all the things to go back to, you yeah. know, um, it's Well, crazy. not even just to go back to, but for the main mysterious character to be, like, to, to yeah. for that to be his main person he's talking about, right. you know. Right, uh, You know, to be like, yeah, this is helping me do whatever plan I have. Not just in an uh, offhand way. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. incorporated into the plot. And, 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 and suggesting way. that they have a history, you know, yeah. uh, that goes back some distance. It you raises know. questions uh, about about that character. Like, yep. what was he doing? What happened to him, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And how does that tie in with what we're seeing now? I mean... Like, yeah, did... did, did because I assume Philip Jeffries went to the Black Lodge after he vanished from Buenos Aires. Yeah, that would which, be by the way, I saw a trivia thing about Twin Peaks, and they were saying uh, uh, Buenos Aires loosely translates into pure air. 
Oh. Uh, and if you will remember, <laughs> the arm of, when they are above the grocery store says, we descend from pure air or he something like that. that. He did say um, that. And they literally cut to like Buenos Aires. Right. <laughs> so it's really, it's very strange right. why that would happen. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> but that's I assume weird. he went to the Black Lodge after that, that scene. And it, uh, and if you're, if you don't remember offhand, it, we see him, like he shows up to like the FBI headquarters, you know, Cooper has, right before he does, Cooper tells Agent Cole that he had this dream. Right. Uh, and then, you know, Cooper goes to the security camera and he's looking at this thing and he's expecting to, I guess he's sort of expecting to see something on the camera. Uh, and then what ends up happening is Jeffries appears in the elevator and then walks behind Cooper and there's like a frozen image of Cooper on the camera. Yeah, it's crazy. As, as Jeffries continues to go by, but Cooper's in the other room at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he tells them this, you know, he's been gone for two years, no one's seen him. He tells them this crazy story about the people in the convenience store and all yeah. that stuff. And then he vanishes, and then we see that he's in the hotel in Buenos Aires, seemingly scorched by Missing fire. Pieces, that part, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the, the bellhop who's helping him with his bags has apparently shit himself because <laughs> he went somewhere and he wants right. to, he's asking him where did he go right um and i and i think it's fairly clear that when you transition to the black lodge that's when we see fire and i think that's what fire walk with me means um uh, I think that's why, you know, in that in the in the scene with the arm talking to Bob, you know, before they go to the Black Lodge, he says fire walk with me. Um right. And uh yeah. and all the other times like when um at uh, uh the last episode of season 2, um when Wendy Merle is trying to still um uh Cooper's soul, Bob appears and you see this flash of fire and I think it's like he descended from yep. the black lodge to get there you know yeah. so you see that a few times and i uh even when um uh when dougie uh goes to the black lodge you hear that sound like a fire explosion or something right and that's what scares uh jade in the shower you know right um so they they've made that kind of clear like that fire thing is is the is going to the black lodge or something like that yeah um, but anyway, so I think that's why, you know, Jeffries was like on kind of on fire there on the stairwell. Cause he just went there. He came there or something. Right. So my theory, so that's a long winded way to say, to tee up my theory, which is perhaps, um, this evil Cooper doppelganger dude maybe rescued him from the black lodge or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or he's just talking to him at the black lodge. Cause I believe he says like, the guy on the phone says, you know, uh, I see your – I'm sorry I missed you in New York. And then I believe he tells the guy on the phone, you know, I see you're still nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, and he's expecting to be talking to Jeffries. Right, right, right. So he thinks Jeffries is nowhere. So I don't, you know, um, either that's, you know <laughs> – some town in middle America, I see you know, you're it's like still nowhere. Oh, God. <laughs> or, you know, he's in some other place. I'm not sure. Right, right, right. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if, the, if there was a Jeffrey's doppelganger, like if they were going to take it mm. that far. Um I guess that's a hard thing to really like just describe off-screen. Mm-hmm. But um uh but yeah, that's interesting. If like if 
if Evil Cooper, like, helped him somehow, then, you know, then maybe that would explain why he would be helping Evil Cooper. Mm-hmm. Or, or Jeffries, when he vanishes from the hotel in Buenos Aires, maybe maybe Ghost of the Future. <laughs> like, that's what's weird. It's, it's, we're on a show where, like, anything is, is literally possible. Yeah. Um, so... You know, maybe maybe goes to the future and somehow they connect there. So it's more yeah. of a recent time that he's been dealing with Jeffries, you know. Right. Um, although, but, although Albert claims to have talked to him a lot. Oh, time that's ago. right. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. That I did not expect. Me either. Uh, so that's Albert weird was one. weird. Albert was weird in this. Uh, I think rightly so. At a certain point, it felt it felt like it made sense for Albert to be strange. I mean, Lynch calls it out. Where Cole calls it out, he's like, mm-hmm. "You're, you know, behaving weird, Albert." Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a weird reveal that he had talked to Jeffries. Right. Yeah. 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 And and he he said he wanted something to help Cooper. Yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I guess it raises the question of like, did he even realize that it wasn't Cooper? I think that's. I think he didn't. I think that's the answer. Oh, there. that makes yeah. more sense then. He, yeah. If he didn't know he was helping Evil Cooper, then it makes more sense that he was helping Evil Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Why does that make sense? Because I thought I thought he knew somehow. No, well, just, I think just, I think it's like he would help regular Cooper. Just makes more sense to me. I mean, at yeah. The very least, you know. I don't but, think he knew it was Evil Cooper, and I think it's only in that moment. I think that's why it's sort of ominous in that moment that he's like, I don't know if this Cooper is normal, and that calls into question, you know, the thing I did before. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Story's that's how. Crazy. Yeah, that's how I took that scene of of like, yeah, this Cooper is being weird, isn't he? Yeah, he is. By the way, the last time I heard about Cooper, I was helping him through Jeffries. Uh, right. What does that mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely yeah, something to that. The story is way crazier than I thought it would be. Um, um, but it, it, you know, but it, 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 just, it plays like, you know, that beginning part of Firewalk With Me, the investigation, you know, with uh, Chris Isaacs and... Um, Kiefer Sutherland, you know, that whole thing. Like, yeah. Um, he's got a way that he does, like, detective stories. Yeah. You know, uh, that's really effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very, like, I mean, I guess he goes through, like, certain standard motions mm-hmm. uh, in stories like that, but it's, yeah, it's in such a uh, off kilter way that it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it makes it interesting to watch where it doesn't it doesn't just feel like a procedural yeah exactly that's a good way to put it so is this a good point to talk about Garmambosia sure what do you got to say about Garmambosia um, I mean so I'm assuming that's what came out of Dougie and Evil Cooper yeah it kind of looked like it yeah. Uh, I mean, it was definitely cream corn in there, along mm-hmm. with some other things. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea. It doesn't really <laughs> oh, make any sense. Oh, damn. To me. So the I thing thought is, you'd have an like, answer. No, 
No, I mean, I mean, and here's the problem. Like, what do we know about Garmabosia? Almost nothing. Here's what we got. Uh, we got um, we got that scene from the series before Garmabosi as a term even existed. Um, when Donna goes to see the grandmother and the grandson, um, uh, and she's like, "Is there creamed corn on that plate?" I asked for no creamed corn on that plate. Oh yeah. Um, so it seems to me like the Garmabosi thing was building on that. Um, so I don't know what to make of that. And then, uh, of course, uh, we have the fire walk with me where they, that's really where Garmin Bosia becomes a big thing. There's a plot line where, like, Bob stole the corn, I guess. Um, and, uh, like, they had it in the convenience store, canned, apparently, whatever that mm-hmm. means. And uh, Bob stole it. And, um, and then uh, at the end, after Leland slash Bob kills, Lori goes to the black lodge and the arm and mike sort of combine and say you know they want all their garmin bosia and he gives them it somehow by healing leland's wound and it turns into the creamed corn somehow and then we see the the arm you know the little man like eating it um and uh that's it <laughs> that's all i can say about the garmin bosia so like all of the inferences that I made about the Garmin Bosia from that, um, I don't really, it doesn't really make sense to me that it shows up here in this way. Um, I mean, I guess like if evil Cooper is Bob, then, um, you know, then maybe that's why he's eating Garmin Bosia and that's why that's what he throws up. Um, and who knows, maybe if, if Dougie is actually secretly like a triple ganger or something, then, you know, maybe he eats Garmin Bosia too. Uh, and that's, that's why that's in there. Um, maybe it's as simple as that. Uh, beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we don't know much about it, except it's this stuff that they eat. And it's pain and sorrow. I mean, that's the other thing they tell us. Um, <sighs> yeah, so, yeah, I found it very strange that it showed up this way. Um, it wasn't just pure Garmin Bosia. It, was, it had black stuff with it. Um, so oh, I yeah. That was interesting. They, they mentioned, like, so, like, one of the police officers, I think we, uh, yeah, I think that's actually the next scene we were going to talk about. There's just a brief scene where they discover, um, I'll just describe it since we're talking about it anyway, uh, where they, they go up to the, the evil Cooper's car and, um, you know, he's there. Um, but there's, you know, the the, the Garmin Bosia vomit everywhere and like one of the cops like is like visibly you know made ill by it and I think later they say he had to go to the hospital or something um mm-hmm. so it's like yeah super, it's toxic. super toxic yeah um <laughs> so that I mean that's an extra thing that we didn't know about it you know I just yeah which I I I think this is different stuff I think it different I stuff. think I think the fact that there's all that black stuff with it mm-hmm. um is makes it somewhat different than than the other Garmin Bosia we saw before. Mm-hmm. It's like Garmin Bosia with some additives or it's just, it serves a different purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's got high fructose corn syrup, so it's, it's actually <laughs> super toxic. <laughs> yeah, they did. They couldn't uh, afford that Mexican cane sugar anymore, so they had to use high fructose corn syrup. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I... So, what we saw was, before um, Evil Cooper and Dougie were sucked into the Black Lodge, or their waiting room there, um, the Garmambosia sludge slurry mm-hmm. had to come out. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I, I kind of just take it, you know, I'm trying to think of it metaphorically as some kind of, like, that was their, um, maybe their life force or something like that, you know, because, like, um, Cooper's had a lot more than Dougie had, and Cooper had a lot more black crap with it, too. Right. Um, yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe if Dougie isn't, hasn't been around as long, so he, his is less, you know? Mm-hmm depending on when he was created or something like that. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure it out. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the pain and sorrow, unless that's what they're saying, you know. Um, Dougie only had a little bit of pain and sorrow in his life, and Cooper had this this evil Cooper had a ton. Right. But but yeah, why it had to come out is interesting. Um, When Cooper was materializing through the electrical socket which as i was uh, i was just saying that sentence i was realizing what a sentence i'm saying right now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i almost didn't get i'm like what am i i never thought i'd say this you say it like it's a normal thing that happens sometimes <laughs> yeah you know when you come home and you instead of going through the front door you just materialize through the electrical socket yeah We've all done it uh, at you first, know you know, b- before you see exactly what it is, I thought it was like a straw. <laughs> I thought it was like this weird thing that was gonna like suck up the Garmambosia oh. from the from the floor. I thought it was gonna. I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna suck it up through the thing, and mm-hmm. uh, but then it the image widened and it turned out to be a person, and I was right. like, oh, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, what a jeez, what a show. Um, yeah, so I don't really have any better ideas than that. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. again, much like the ring, uh, reintroducing this uh, huge symbol on the show in a new way right. that contradicts how we saw it before. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels like a lost thing to me. Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought we understood. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything was fine. And everything was fine. Happened. <laughs> now I will say that you know, to kind of add to what you're saying that that they they didn't specifically say that it was Garmin Bosia, so you know it doesn't have to be I guess. Who didn't um, say it was? No, no one, no one said it. Well, was. nobody who saw it knows what it is. Well, exactly. But I mean, you know, there there wasn't uh, there there weren't any lines. I I realize there's no opportunity yeah. for this, but. There's no, there was no mention specifically of Garmin Bosia by anyone at any point, I think, in the new series. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it seems reasonable to assume that it's along those lines since it fits to some extent, but, mm-hmm. but anyway, I'm just saying like, it's a little less clear. Like you're saying, it looks a little weird. Like there's something added to it. And, um, uh, I guess compared to the ring, which like the ring is obviously the ring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell it's the ring. And if you really needed extra confirmation, he puts it on the ring table. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yes, that's the ring. 100% that's the ring. 
Like, there's no way to pretend, like, oh, maybe it's a coincidence. <laughs> it's yeah. just something that looks like the ring. But, you know, this is just, like, gross vomit, you know? Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily supposed to be taken that far, you know? And I, I sort of thought maybe they're, they're throwing up just because, like, the process is so violent. You know, it seems like... It's... Yeah, but the fact that they would be throwing up cream corn just can't be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just can't be a coincidence. I, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, like, it hasn't been specifically addressed. Yeah. So it remains to be seen, like, how far they want to take that in terms of the lore of Garmin Bosia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting if they if they actually try to expand on what we know about it. Yeah. Um, because we don't know that much about it, really. Why did Bob steal it? And when did he steal it? And, and what did he do with it? And why... If Bob even stole it. If Bob even stole it. Oh, God. Don't say Bob didn't even steal it. I know. You? You're assuming Bob stole the ring. <laughs> Mike can't be wrong. I don't think... Did Mike say Bob stole it? Oh, the Garmin Bosey. The Garmin Bosey. Yeah, not the... Oh, not yeah, the yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Ring. He definitely said Mike he said stole Bob the Garmin stole Bosey. The corn, but, but, yeah. Yes. Um, I had it uh, canned above the store. Exactly. Uh, no, no, the ring, the ring isn't clear. Um, it's just my assumption because of the last place uh, we knew the ring to be. Um, you know, and it doesn't seem like Mike would have done it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it seemed to me like he he um, you know, I I don't know either he knew or he was and he was okay with it or. He, he didn't know, and it was a surprise to him that, you know, there's this extra Cooper out there. But it seems to me like from what they were saying to original Cooper before, uh, that they only thought there were two Coopers. Yeah, which I think, yeah, either, yeah, it's either they only thought there were two or there was only two at that time. <laughs> well, yeah, they could go in that direction. So would that mean that, like, Naomi Watts and the kid, like, also just started to exist yeah that's a good point that's a good point because like the fact that he had a kid was the thing that told me like oh he's been around a while yeah that's fair that's a fair point yeah that's good evidence for the the former category yeah um that kid by the way i was really happy to see because um he was on uh he was he played a kid in another movie in another show uh extant um sci-fi show that i that i pretty much liked and um and he was really good he was a really good kid actor and i and so when i saw him in this i was like oh i'm this is a pleasant surprise because i know you're really good wow yeah yeah i'm usually not uh, impressed with kid actors so uh, mm mm-hmm yeah, that's good. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. And when there's some that stand out, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on you, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally through your work in film and TV. Yeah, and it's not um, a figure of speech. I'm, you're a kid. It's not a figure of speech. Yeah, exactly. I'm not uh, Here's Bogart. looking at you, kid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart's dead. Um, oh, God. I hope so. <laughs> still. If anyone uh, tells you any different is lying. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay. So, uh, you ready to go to the next thing here? Clearly. 
Uh, so we go back to the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Office, and uh, Hawk is looking over the files uh, as far as Agent Cooper and uh, I guess the Laura Palmer case um, with Lucy and Andy. And they're looking for the thing that's missing. And um, they said they looked through everything and nothing's missing. So that's good. Um, and then. But if it's missing. What was it? Oh, man. It was such a head twister. If it's. How do you know if it's missing if it's not here? Or something like that. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's the kind of thing where. Yeah. It's. it's... And then he's like. Everything that's here is here. It's not missing. It's not missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it, it raises the question of like, how are they going to find something that's missing? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to know that it was something that was there before. That's not yeah. there now. And it's not there now. How do you know it's missing? Yeah, there has to be some kind of record of what was there. But um, yeah, again, this this goes back a, a bit, you know, to like I was the point I was making before about how if you weren't familiar with the rules of our world, this scene would would play like nonsense to you. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, it devolves into nonsense, and these people know the rules of the world, right? <laughs> you know? right. And they're just trying to describe like very basic things about the reality they're experiencing which is like what is here and what is not here and how do you know the difference right um so it's just interesting how convoluted that can be <laughs> you know basic communication and you know <laughs> these ideas can get like really crazy right so then so then lucy thinks i guess she apparently ate one of the chocolate bunnies which just for the record do you remember any chocolate bunnies being Who involved? ate the chocolate bunny from the evidence locker? Lucy did. Who did? Lucy. I don't know. I feel like there's a song there. Um, that sounds like a song. <laughs> who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Right. Um, I don't remember. Nobody remembers chocolate. That, that Come wasn't on. a thing in the original Come series, on. Right? It's like, Come why are there on. even chocolate bunnies in there? And First of all, that's Easter. That's an Easter treat. Like, yeah. w- was it Easter time when Laura got killed? I it don't was remember February, that. Which isn't, I mean. That's not know, Easter time. It's not Easter time. It's eh, within a month or two months. <laughs> yeah, it's not Easter time yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think by the end of the series, it could have been easter time but um but i don't know why they would have had chocolate bunnies you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean i don't think that was brought up in the original series i guess no i don't so, remember like, that at all how important can they be and like you should just just eat the chocolate bunnies who cares like how that's important what she said <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah so then hawk's like it's not about the bunny but then he's like is it about the bunny yeah no that's great it's not about the bunny <laughs> yep <laughs> I he love that she was like, like Hawk. Do you do you know this chocolate cure gas? Yeah, for, is a Native American. Is that a Native American? Like, yeah, because it's it's supposed to have something to do with his heritage. So okay, so maybe here's why I ate the bunny. Could it be? Could it be connected? And you're just not mm-hmm. realizing it, you know. And it's like, okay, I have to consider that for a second. Yeah. But no. But no. <laughs> it's not yep. that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, again, how can you know for sure, right, until something else presents itself? So it's like, they they just have to decide that that's the answer for now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Yeah, there's no way to know. 
There's no yeah. way to know for sure. But clearly that's... I mean, this storyline's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where. And, and I, I wonder if we can even guess, you know? I wonder if <laughs> it's going to be, like... <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be something we recognize from the original series or if it's going to be like these fucking sneaky retcon bunnies that, you know, <laughs> we never, ever heard of this thing and they're going to say it's missing now. Sneaky retcon bunnies is a great band name. Uh... <laughs> or the retcon yeah, right. bunnies. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Fucking sneaky retcon bunnies. It's pretty good. <laughs> series of four words. Um yeah, I I thought they had I thought they figured out what was missing before when they were like, but Agent Cooper's missing. I thought that mm-hmm. was the answer, you know. So, I'm surprised that they're still looking for something that's missing cuz I thought the point was go look for him. <laughs> you know, like go find him. That's what's missing. Right. Right. But clearly that's not it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's something we can guess. I assume we. It's not anything we can guess. In, in, are you asking? Can we guess what's missing? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I okay, mean, is it something we've even heard of? You know. That, oh, really or is I'm it going to be like a made-up thing? Exactly. Well, what's what could be missing from the file? I mean, the diary. Right. I don't know if that was there. I thought I saw the diary there. Okay, the diary would be the number one thing. I think. So or, what I was expecting, if it was something, if it's not, if they if they really want to like go back to Fire Walk with me, and they're not erasing Annie because Annie's totally tied into this. But if if the if the page uh, she wrote uh, in her diary with the good Dale's in the lodge and he can't leave, yeah, um, like if that's missing, that's a good thing that's missing, yeah, yeah. But of course, how would they know that's missing? Well, they <laughs> can see it's missing. Catalog. Like they would have to have photocopied it or something and then they can compare to what's there i don't know well where where was the page it was in the diary well they, i don't think they ever showed it so presumably it would be in the diary yeah um yeah i mean if they found the diary they could see that pages were missing right but and then that could make them missing and harold destroyed most of it Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that could that could say, okay, well, there's pages missing. We need to find pages, and maybe they'll find a page somewhere. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it could just it could just go down. So yeah, that would be an example of something that we've actually heard of. Or maybe yeah, maybe she hid that page somewhere they can find it, and that has to do with his heritage. You know what I mean? So right. Like they'll realize, okay, well, what's missing is a page, some pages. Right. Now, how can Hawk find it? He did I find did think... the original pages from the diary and the towel, the bloody towel that they established yeah. in Fire Walk with Me. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I did notice that. Callback, yeah, they might um, go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I you know I expected Hawk to like. I thought they were gonna do a thing where like, remember when Dale? Um, they go off into the woods and Dale is like trying to intuit the next clue for the case. Yep. Uh, I thought Hawk, I thought like something like that Hawk was going to do, like, I'll just do what Dale did and like try to feel my way to like what's supposed to happen. Um, uh, uh, so that's what I was going to say about this. I was a little, I was a little disappointed. The donuts weren't laid out. Um, uh, maybe the next scene we'll get to see the, all the donuts laid out. I yeah. feel like it's not really a callback until it's the same image. I agree. Um, I agree. 
and um, but it's it's cool to see them working a case, and and what we get, I guess, the next episode is we get to see all the other people who are working at the station. Yeah, and I had no is. idea that there were fifty more people working there. Yeah, um, and it was weird to see all those extra people after three episodes they finally go oh you know what there's more people here working here now yeah i thought that was weird crime lab or something like it was i don't know it's a lot it was a lot going on and i'm like oh i guess twin peaks is just a town and they need police officers Mm -hmm. and you gotta have the infrastructure and you need certain amount of people and yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, that, that was a weird thing about the original series. Like, I mean, they had this problem with a few, uh, like, of the families and stuff where, like, certain characters from the families would just, like, vanish for a while uh, mm-hmm. without explanation. And, um, uh, I mean, it was fine, but um, at the sheriff station, it really came across like they had Sheriff Truman, Hawk, and Andy, and that's about it as far as, like, police officers working there. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, then Cooper like sort of gets deputized once he, uh, gets ejected from the FBI. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, at that point it's sort of like he's in there and then this is a deep cut for fans of the original series. Uh, towards the end of the series, they do introduce one more character who works at the sheriff's station named Cappy. Uh, he doesn't, he, he, I think he only gets maybe one or two brief lines. Um, for example, he's the guy that gets knocked out. He's like watching over Sheriff Truman after <laughs> Josie dies. And, you mm-hmm. know, when the assistant of Eckhart comes in, she knocks him out first. And then she goes over to Sheriff Truman to like try to choke him to death. Like first she mm-hmm. poisons him and then she tries to choke him to death. Yeah, he's one of the bookhouse boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also works at the sheriff station. Like they show him working there. Yeah, um, I a couple times later. Yeah, that just reminded me about the bookhouse boys. I wonder if uh, we'll see them again. Like who who's the new bookhouse <laughs> boy group? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's like a thing they still have going. It seems like uh, that could definitely come up again. Yeah. Yeah, but we yeah, haven't seen I for, Big Ed that yet. Uh, he was involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um and you know James was involved in that we've only barely seen him so far. Mm-hmm. Um, oh James, oh, he's geez. in a motorcycle motorcycle accident. He's just quiet now. <laughs> oh God, okay. that's the saddest thing I feel like you could say about somebody. He's just quiet now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just like hides so much of whatever's really happening there. Right. She's just quiet now. There's no difference. He right. just decides not to talk as much. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not quite. Yeah, you're being kind, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I thought he was fairly quiet before. I don't know. Right. It's not like he was. So what does that super mean? Super outgoing. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, oh, James. It's a weird thing. And if they and also if they want to dig deep as far as references, they could put Joey Paulson in there. He was also involved with the Bookhouse Boys. Mm-hmm. Very, very minor character from the pilot. Uh, who yeah. uh, I think I think he ends up giving Donna rides after she meets with James and they bury the heart necklace. Um I believe that's him. And I think he appears okay. in a later episode as well. Anyway, he's like sort of a biker character who's involved with okay. Bookhouse Boys. They don't show yeah. him a lot later, so it's it's you know. It's fairly obscure. 
But hey, if they can put Philip Jeffries in here. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And apparently Rodette Pulaski showed up, sort of. So, you know. I mean, that's a bigger thing, but still. I think all of our favorite people are coming back into style. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so we don't get very far in the scene. It's really kind of just uh, like a ridiculous little scene to establish that they're working on finding the missing thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we go to another scene that's equally as mysterious. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we transition to Dr. Jacoby. Um, and we finally find out all about his plans for those shovels that he got delivered in episode at the beginning of, sorry, part one. Um, (laughs) I I gotta watch myself. These are not episodes. So, uh, we find out that, um, he's got this little contraption and he is, um, spray painting them gold. Mm -hmm. You're welcome, America. (laughs) He's spray painting shovels gold. There you go. Thank he built you. a huge Rube Goldberg machine to create this whole enterprise. And then I guess we we don't really know how many he has total. That was what I was trying to figure right, out. Right. Does he does he have a ton of these or you know just five of them or? Um, it seemed like and, he got a couple of boxes of them. Maybe yeah, like ten. I don't know. Well, it was what was weird was the guy came by with boxes of shovels, but he only gave him three. Oh, he didn't leave so, the boxes. Well, I don't know. That's all we saw. Okay. I thought he said goodbye after he took those three, where he was like, "Yeah, I don't need any help or whatever." Right, right. But yeah, I, I assumed he wasn't getting all those shovels. I thought he was getting all those shovels. I think he only got three. Well, then he already had the other two. And then he just had more. This is yeah. He's gotten shovels before. He need he needed those extra three. This project will not be complete until I get three more shovels. Well, or yeah, I don't know. However many he had before, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe he'll get three. Maybe he'll get some more later. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't think. I just think he didn't get all the shovels in the boxes. Okay. Because there was no, like, where do you want me to put them, or, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what we're supposed to think. And he's doing kind of a mass production kind of thing. Because when he first started with the machine, and, like, the shovels, like, he, he, like, hit a switch, and the shovels moved so he could spray paint the next one, I was like, is that really easier than just moving yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) to spray paint the shovels? But then when they turned around, I was like, okay... Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Yeah, in terms of like there. making it perfect, so you don't have to touch the shovel yeah. to like get it even, and you yeah. know you won't mess up with your fingerprints. And it it works if you're going to have enough shovels, and that's what I was thinking. Is five enough shovels to decide? I need to build this huge machine to right. do this, and I don't think five is enough. I, I think there's more than five. I, I think guess. you have to. I think this has to be a long-term project in order for you to build a machine like that. Yeah, definitely. To 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 do this, the because it was fairly complicated. Because he could have just built a machine. He could have just built hangers for them to hang on, and then he just walks around them, uh, and that would have right. been fine, I think. But he made it way more complex than that. So, right. why? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Answers to come, I'm sure. Clearly, that's mm-hmm. going somewhere. 
Um, but it's not clear that it relates to anything. The golden shovel. The good, the mystery of the golden shovels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, why not? I guess. Uh, is he still practicing? Does he still do like, you know, psychiatrist work? Are his glasses still different colored? Oh, they are. They showed it in for in part one. Yeah, so he's still practicing. Oh, that's the, that was the answer. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That you. That was like. That was like. Yeah, that was like. Does a bear shit in the woods or something? That was exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Does Jacoby wear multicolored and I glasses? I noticed the glasses, which is ridiculous, because the reveal of the glasses was like a big moment. In oh yeah. He had like sunglasses on, and then he took them off, and the two colored mm-hmm. glasses were under, which was great. Um, Alright, so you ready to go on to the next thing? Uh-huh. Alright, so then uh, Jay drops uh, Cooper off at the casino for obvious reasons. <laughs> and <laughs> tells him, I'm not going to say, so, you know. Uh, Jay tells him to call for help because, um, like, clearly he has no idea. She can tell he's got no idea what's going on. Um, like, maybe call a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. Um he repeats that. Um, so then uh, he kind of goes in and he uh, he ends up he eventually ends up um, at the slot machine um, and there's like a floaty red room icon sort of symbol um, and also a little music cue uh, floating above um, the slot machines and uh, when he plays them they win. So, this is a thing that will lead into the next part. Yeah, so, just when you thought things couldn't get weirder, um, they get weirder. And I thought the Red Room floaty thing was a particularly interesting image to show. (laughs) Uh, You know, this coming off of us seeing the Red Curtains appear... Right. In a new location, two new locations we didn't ever see before or think was possible. Right. And then so on top of that, we get this idea of that they can, it can, I don't know what. Make slot machines win? Well, that's, I mean, that's easy. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. The hard part what is just the, the, the image, the symbol itself of this fire and inside the fire is the like red curtain and the zigzag floor. Like, why is that a thing? How does the the room is is the room itself is an entity that's communicating to him? I, that, you know what I mean? Like, of all things, I'm like I would not have expected that we would get that that kind of depiction of the red room. You know, uh, being. Or the symbol of it, right? You know, uh, and and then and then on top of that, it when it when they have the shot where there's multiple of them over multiple machines, I'm like, what? So this you could just that thing can just appear wherever it wants to. There could be as many of it as you know what I mean. It's just it's so weird. Yeah, I you know I have no idea what to make of that. It it just it added another level to like what's going on with the red room and the black lodge and all that. Uh, like, there's a big question there. I mean, who's responsible for that? thing appearing Mm -hmm. you know and why why is that the community yeah to me it's like why is that the image you know why 
you know. So say for instance, it's Mike. Yeah, to me, it bothers me because I'm like the image. Like he, he probably liked the image. I mean, I can't imagine. Well, for sure, but there's other things you could do, right? Like if it's Mike communicating with him, you could that could be Mike's face or something. You know, like there's other things you could have done. It doesn't make clear who's who's. Or the the machine could glow. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this like floaty fire red room thing it could it could have been so many other things so i don't know i'm interested in why he chose that beyond like oh i just think it looks cool like why is that the way we should see this like communication you know right well yeah i mean i guess like to the extent that that's connected to who's sending this thing and what's the purpose um Mm -hmm. Uh, it's interesting to me. I mean, beyond that, I think there is there is an aesthetic aspect to it. I'm sure, with pretty much anything Lynch does. Um, but um, uh, yeah, is it is it like you know the red room itself has a consciousness that it's sending out into the world? Um, mm-hmm. Is it really Mike, and they're just showing it this way? Um, he does he does communicate with Cooper later in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not clear to me at least that he even knows about this. Um, uh, you know, these slot machines winning and stuff. So uh, I feel like it's a huge question like what the point is of of all this. It, I mean, and this idea of being guided I mean, does can the room or whomever's behind this just guide anybody? Like, what's you know? It seems like only he can see it. But yeah, uh, but, but I mean, saying... does, but but here's the thing that I thought was very interesting. Just because the 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 icon of the red room is above the machine, anyone can apparently win it. Right. It's not making the machine like necessarily just special Cooper, which I thought was an interesting right. test when the old lady goes and does it. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, it's not going to work for her. And it did work, you know, and it did work twice. Twice. Um, yeah. so they kind of proved that point. Um, so I thought, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I'm not, uh, it's, it's hard to tell like what, what, it, what's actually happening there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's super, super weird. And I guess the point, what, what is, I mean, he ends up getting home, but yeah, he ends up winning a bunch of money. It's almost like the numbers on Lost where, you know, uh, this, this supernatural thing happened and this guy won some money and now, you know, she, you know, Naomi Watts character like places all this meaning on it later. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that, but, um, yeah, why, I mean, he's already back to the real world yet he's still being guided uh to win a bunch of money um yeah i yeah don't know why just to, just to help cooper like hey you should just to help dougie like to help dougie's family i guess um or help dougie's that's, family yeah which which maybe will help cooper just because he's taken dougie's place at this point mm-hmm yeah, I mean, maybe that'll get the guys off his back and right. not try to kill him anymore. Right. But um, yeah, it's just more. It's just just a an interesting way to get him home, or is it more than that? You know. Right. 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 
Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. It's it's, it's a strange thing. Um, but goes on for quite some time, and it continues yeah. into the next part. Uh, yeah, but again, we get, you know, this image of fire with the communication of the Black Room. That's true. Black Lodge, Red Room. That's true. Yeah, no, that that's clearly linked. I 100% agree with that. Um. All right. Yeah, we can go to the next part. I I I don't really have any explanations. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know. and like, uh, first of all, I don't know if you caught John Innes. Uh, he was the guy that Cooper saw win the machine the first time. That He's, was John uh, you know, Innes from Mister Show fame. Oh yeah. shit! I did not recognize him at all. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> the guy who says yeah, hello. I d- the guy says hello. Yep. That he copies. Oh. Uh, and again, like uh, like I was saying before about Cooper's, I think I think Cooper just it comes off to me like Cooper just thinks he's in another reality that's just as strange as the as the previous realities. Uh, they have s- s- rules. People say things and things happen, and he tries to repeat them. And you see, and he he finds some success by. Holding a quarter, rubbing it, dropping it, saying hello as he pulls the thing, you know, like it's just a sequence of events that seems to suggest he's doing something right. Uh, but I just love how he goes through it with the same kind of like, um, um, uh, what's the word? Um, blankness? I don't know what the word is. Right. Or, that, that I, it he seems has. to me like he's lost something though. Like like in in the scene with um with Laura Palmer, you know he asked, "Are you Laura Palmer?" Um, she whispers mm-hmm. something in his ear, and he's shocked by it. It seems like he has some idea of what she was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. It just it seems to me like it seems to me like in those scenes, and you know another scene, where are we? You know, it seems like he's much more like able to use his brain to react like he he does realize it's strange mm-hmm. but um it seems like he's lost the ability to like you know use his brain at this point you know like he he doesn't seem to be able to to react to the world except to imitate things he sees and that didn't seem to be what was going on in in the red room or in the stuff after that to me uh, That's yeah, why it seems I mean, to me like he's lost, he's lost something in his mind in the transition. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. Um. Yeah, I like don't know. I agree that what you're saying is a point that they're making, and it's definitely like, it's definitely a valid interpretation. It's just, it just. I, I think there is there is a little more to it than like he's just behaving the same way he was before. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely seems different. I yeah, it's tough to tell. It's tough to tell because the last, you know, stuff he went through was almost the craziest stuff. Right, 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 right. And he didn't talk a lot. It's true, but it, but it wasn't this like, yeah. It wasn't this thing where it seems like it seems like he doesn't understand anything except imitating other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, it's it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Where, yeah, it's tough to tell exactly what's happening there. But yeah, I mean, presumably, 
Well, I mean, you know, Cooper's got to come back at some point. Uh, maybe he'll gradually awaken. Maybe something will happen that'll help him awaken. Maybe other characters will have to help him. Like, I don't really know where the story's going. I thought once he got the coffee, he'd kind of start coming back. I think, uh, like, I think that's that's going to be it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would make sense. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I was just still thinking about why he's behaving that way. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Yeah. But what what would they say? I mean, what would he have lost? And when would he have lost it? <laughs> well, uh, uh, I don't know. His his ability to uh, like um, come up with his own thoughts, uh, and um, uh, I would assume in the transition, but I have no idea about that about when it happened exactly. But it, it seems like, like it happened during that. And period. that was an accident, like. And so whoever was helping him, you know, get back home knew or didn't know that was going to happen? Yeah, I don't know about that. That's not clear at all. I I have no I have no idea if that was just if that was an accident, if that was on purpose, if they knew or if they didn't know or if it's mm-hmm. a, it's because it's Dougie, it's because of this weird loophole, like maybe that has something to do with it. You know, like if he if he had replaced Evil Cooper, maybe this wouldn't have happened, or maybe it would have. <laughs> I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, more to come on that, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. The next episode doesn't really advance it too much, but. Um, we do definitely get more of that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, it just. Yeah, I I see both sides of it because he does. He is more cognizant or cognitive, <laughs> or the same thing. Yeah. Um, in the red in some of those red room scenes, but but the scenes where he's just like following people and doing what they tell him to do is what he seems like he's doing. You know. Uh, when he's when he's in the casino and stuff like that, you know, there's so many parts where he's just like, um, like um, when he returns home and the uh, and he's just standing there and like the driver is like, okay, I'll just stand here too. Like to me, it it, it just it reminded me of like a red room scene, you know, where um, you know, if Mike was just standing somewhere, Cooper would just stand there next to him until Mike told him what to do next, you know. Right. Um, so that's why I, I connect those things because it seems like he's just waiting to be ushered, you know, from thing to thing, like like was the bulk of his experience in the red room, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he would just turn the corner and somebody would just say something to him. But you're right, there were moments when he was, you know, um, more more like the normal Cooper. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, did he seen get any of those yet? Did he get blanked out? Is he just like a empty vessel and the real Cooper's like psyche is somewhere it's else and they have somewhere. to be unified or Yeah. Uh or or, or is that what happened? Still. Or maybe Bob, you know, the evil Cooper has the Cooper's psyche oh, and God. he's got to get oh, it back God. from him and no. Yeah, don't I don't know. That's psyche. 
Don't think it's psyche. <laughs> oh man. Uh baby wants his psyche back. <laughs> Does sound like something baby wants. I want my psyche. Um give me my psyche. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We can go to the next part. Psyche. We're not going <laughs> to I don't like you when it takes my psyche. God, what a baby. Such a baby. Uh, but I, I totally see what you're saying. I, I, I think I think your interpretation is very valid, just for the record. <laughs> it's just wrong. No, no, no. I don't even think I don't even think it's wrong. I just think there's I just think there's a little more I think there's a little extra thing happening besides that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a yes and. It's a yes and. Okay. Because I because I agree with the general point that for the most part when he's in the red room he's just being led around from place to place and he doesn't really seem to have a lot of idea of what to do with himself. Yeah, and like for twenty five years he's in that state and then he goes on this like extra sensory journey through yeah. the cosmos and yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe going through, being materialized through the thing, maybe his shoes, maybe he left his brain in his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's and they're the like, you gotta, you gotta go back for your you gotta shoes. You your shoes. Your brain's in your shoes. Your brain's in your shoes, don't you know? Uh, Why left, didn't the shoes go through, by the way? Your left brain is in your right shoe, and your right brain's in your left shoe. That's how your brain works, oh, by God, the way. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, the shoes didn't. It seems like they couldn't fit, but. <laughs> okay. okay, I agree. That's what it looked like. But like, why does like, that make like sense? it couldn't. It couldn't. And you know, Dougie didn't leave with his shoes either. I thought that was interesting. You know, maybe that's why his shoes couldn't come because Dougie was in the red room. Right. Without shoes, right, uh, and and it was like a one to one transfer, um, you know, and because uh, I think Dougie, you know, he had a jacket on and he had basically a suit on and and uh, with no shoes, you know, socks and no shoes, and Cooper had the same thing but with shoes. So right. that's probably the only thing I come up with. You know, the best idea is that it, it if Dougie had shoes on, his shoes would have come. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like maybe like a conservation of energy thing, right? You know, from dimension to dimension, like it it can only it has to be one to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physics. Sure, that sounds like physics. <laughs> Listen to physics. Sometimes shoes don't travel. <laughs> Newton's fifth law. <laughs> no one ever talks about that one. Mm-mm. But it's very important for Twin Peaks. <laughs> um speaking of Twin Peaks, here's an aside. Um I remember I was looking at something online and they were talking about the scene where Laura's under the ceiling fan and she kinda gets like mm-hmm. inhabited by Bob or something face, weird happened. Yeah. The crazy and, and they were saying in that scene we see this symbol of Twin Peaks there. And I didn't I didn't understand what that meant. Do you do you know what that means? The symbol of Twin Peaks? Yeah, which I assume this one of Ten Peaks is the the actual outline of the two peaks. 
Oh, know, the kind okay, of the kind yeah. of diamond shaped thing. Yeah, that, right. That's what it would be. Yeah. But in the image that they had to go along with that fact was just a you know kind of Laura, that shot of Laura looking up and like you know her face is kind of blown out, the white yeah. light and everything. And I'm like, are the, are are her eyes the Twin Peaks? Like, are Twin Peaks your eyes? Is that the point of the show? You know, I'm like, are they saying some? Are they saying that? I was confused. Um. You know, eyes of the windows to the soul, and you know. Where did that come from? Um, there was just some uh, video on YouTube that was that was talking about like uh, the missing pieces. Oh, okay. And uh, it was talking about the different scenes, and it well, said in that just scene. Wrong. I guess I could be wrong, yeah. But they just said we saw the symbol of Twin Peaks there, and I was like, huh? Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. I mean, I would have to watch the scene again. Uh, I did watch it recently, and I definitely didn't mm-hmm. notice that. But it's possible. Yeah. It's possible it's in there, and I just didn't catch it. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I I thought you just see her face. I thought that was the whole point of that scene, like. Mm-hmm. The crazy transformation of her face. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Sarah comes in, and she's, like, looking for a sweater or something. I think I think mm-hmm. that's what happens. Yeah. Um, Mom, you're wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> What's happening again? I won't say. No comments. Just it. It's the it. The it we're all worried about. <laughs> Oh man, there's some good stuff in those missing pieces. Oh yeah, there's also some scenes that waste time, but you know, it's a mixed bag. It's deleted scenes. Yep, yep. Oh, that was the other thing I was thinking about. Jeffries when he vanishes from the Buenos Aires hotel, he's kind of in pain and agony, like Laura when she goes to wherever she went from the Black Lodge. Yeah. Um, Which I assume she went to the White Lodge. And I assume that's the big reveal of characters we'll get towards the end, who's behind some of this stuff maybe, or who's trying to help Dale. Right. You know, is is the giant or the Mm -hmm. White Lodge people. Yeah. Um, You know, because they made that clear in the show that it was, you know, uh, and that's what Briggs says, like they were looking for a place called the White Lodge. They weren't looking for the Black Lodge. You know, which I found to be interesting, because uh, the Black Lodge is the place they talk more about. Wait, who? Uh, uh, Major Briggs. Oh, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The military thing. Yeah. Yeah, he says. Yeah, they yeah. were looking for a place yeah. called the White Lodge. Well, so yeah, and I remember uh, there's a little, there's a monologue from Wyndham Earl about that. That like, you know, they, they were looking for the White Lodge, but the, there's also this Black Lodge, and like that's the more interesting place, mm-hmm. uh, at least for Wyndham Earl. Yeah. Um, it does seem like Major Briggs was taken to the White Lodge. The White Lodge is completely underdeveloped. You're right. Yeah. I, I don't. I feel like we don't know hardly anything about it. It's not even clear if the giant comes from there. It's. It's. It just seems possible. Mm-hmm. You know. They. I feel like they. They've kind of conclusively established the other characters are Black Lodge characters. Yeah, and they. We've only seen the giant so far in the black and white room. Yeah. Uh, now he was in the red room in uh, the final episode. Yeah. Um, but again, the red room versus the black lodge, you know. Well, and I think I think it's to me it seems clear that the red room is 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 not the black lodge. It's a portal to between the white lodge and the black lodge in our world. Uh, that's how I look at it. Um, because it's clear, like when, like again, like when Windham World tries to take. Dale's soul, like 
um, Bob appear. He, you know, he flashes in in a flash of yeah. fire, which yeah. seems like he came from some other place. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and, you know, they do say that's the waiting room. I do think there's right. other places you can get to um, through there, through those, like, it's a con- con- conduit connecting other places, you know. Yeah. I think that was kind of the idea behind um, in the previous episode here where, um, Oh geez, what happens? Uh, oh geez, so what happened? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Was it? Uh, I think it's that. Yeah, it's after Laura disappears through the curtains, you know, and she like flies away, and where they have that shot of the of the red room, and you see the floor, and then like the curtains disappear, and it's like a infinite floor, you know, in space. Yeah. And then we see the horse. Right. So I think uh, to me, I got from that that like you know, there's a. Uh, there's these curtains that sort of divide different sections of reality and stuff, but like, it's sort of an infinite, you know, there's infinite connectivity there. If you, yeah. if you remove the curtains sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and in one of those places, the horse is there, I guess. I, I don't know what that meant. It's weird. It's weird. I did see some people on the internet complaining about the horse being there, that it wasn't consistent. Um, I mean, I think that's just, you know, <laughs> how is consistent with what? With the way it was shown uh, previously uh, in the series and in Firewalk with me, like both times we saw the horse before, uh-huh. it was specifically Sarah Palmer's vision when she had just been drugged. You know, they they showed she had been drugged in in episode fourteen when uh, Leland Bob is about to kill Maddie, and mm-hmm. she sees the horse in the living room there, and then in um, Firewalk with me, he he drugs uh, Leland drugs Sarah just in the bedroom. And, you know, he's going to go, like, rape Laura, basically. And uh, uh, she sees the horse in, in the bedroom, you know, before she passes out. Like, it's it's used the same way both times. And it's like, mm-hmm. but then how, why is it there? So that's interesting that, that, that you that you say she was when right before she's, like, blacked out and she sees it. Because, um, and now I can't remember my point here. I'm trying to remember where I saw this. I've, I've been watching so much Twin Peaks. Um... Uh, geez, what episode was that? Um, there's a, there's a scene where someone hits someone else and (laughs) I'm sorry, this is really bad. I can't remember. I can't remember. um, Someone hit someone else. Anything else? Uh, yeah. And then, and then after that person is like, oh man, where is it? I can't, uh, it's onto my brain. Um, I'm almost going to remember. It's after they hit that person and the person's kind of like losing consciousness, then that person sees something supernatural. And I'm trying to remember what scene that was because it ties directly to this Laura, Sarah Palmer thing of seeing the horse when she's losing consciousness, when she's like, uh, oh, 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 maybe I'm thinking of, maybe I'm thinking of Dale seeing the giant. uh, When he's been shot. Yeah, but also not when, just when he's been shot. I think that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, because I noticed the 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 old guy, you know, doesn't present himself as the giant until the old guy like he 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 keeps talking to Cooper and Cooper yeah. like at first is sort of talking to him and then he's starting to lose consciousness. Yeah. And once Cooper doesn't respond, that's when you see the giant. Right. So that that was telling me, okay, like it, he's more susceptible or to see this this being in its true form or the being can communicate easier if the person is, you know, 
not in full consciousness or something. Anyway, yeah. I had never noticed that before. That clear that the guy seemed to be waiting until Cooper was was losing consciousness before right. the giant showed up. So anyway, that connects back to the Sarah Palmer thing. So this idea that you're you can you can see the um, other side, you know, when you're between full consciousness and unconsciousness. Right. You're right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it didn't really bother me. I just, you know, people people are deeply attached to Twin Peaks, and you know, anything that that disturbs their mm-hmm. mental image of it can, you know, cause certain people to get annoyed. Well, it's to me, it's weird to, especially for that to call that into question when, when clearly we're primed to get reveals about what these things mean. Yeah, you know, uh, Sarah seeing the horse didn't tell you what it meant. Right. Um, so, like, if we see the horse again, add that to you know what what it means for the horse. You know, I know like, what it I means. Mean, that's that what it we're means doing like with the ring. like now we know the horse comes from that place, or at least is attached right. to that place, and right. not something she just imagined or something. So it's right. weird to I don't know to call that to to have a problem with that. I think is a little strange. Yeah. Because it's not because it's an ongoing mystery. You know. Right. Right, right. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I feel like part of what's happening with Twin Peaks fans is like, you know, um, they, they've had this series for years that's like totally unresolved. Mm-hmm. I mean, 25 years of like unresolved Oh, mysteries. now they have to like reconcile what they thought with what's being shown now. Exactly. I mean, I feel like, you know, it happened with Lost, but it's probably even like crazier if you've been like super into the show for so long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, if season six had been 25 years after season five, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can imagine the disappointment being even greater, you yeah. know, than it was. Um, so, yeah, it's, it seems like it's that, you know. I mean, that it's weird for me, you know. I'm used to these questions being unresolved. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of seeing Cooper beyond smashing his head in the yeah. is crazy. It's, it is really weird. You know, because for me, that was the end of the story for so long, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, I, you know, I mean, the new series is interesting. I'm fine with getting stuff and, I, you know, I don't have to, <laughs> whatever the answers are, you know, I mean, I can take them for what they are. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not really invested beyond of just knowing what the story Lynch and Frost are telling is, you know, yeah. and whether you like the end result is definitely, you know up for consideration but i think like you got to take the pieces how they come and you know see how it fits and there's so many parts but i i I felt like that was such a cool reveal to see the horse there in that context that we haven't seen before where the curtains dissolve or whatever and then you Mm -hmm. just get this infinite field of of zigzag floor and you're just like oh okay huh you know it's not just four or five rooms here i guess is the point um it's 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 whatever yeah. Um, and another thing I found out you might have already known is the the statue that's in the waiting room is not the same as the statue that's in the hallway. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One is the Venus, Venus de Milo, and one is the Venus the something else. Um, There's more than one Venus. Yeah. Apparently. Who, uh, who made it or something? Yeah. Or where um, she's from? <laughs> no. Can Venus be from two different places? No, probably not. <laughs> Um. Um. Yeah, sorry, I forgot what it's called. Venus de Milo and Venus de Michi, or something, or uh, something similar. 
Yeah, I've never heard of another Venus. I didn't know there was another Venus. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Venus de Medici. Venus de Medici. Oh, I see. It's, it's called Venus de Milo because of where it was discovered. I had uh-huh. Idea. And there's yeah, a Venus de Medici. So, yeah. Um, so it's just two Venus. Venuses? Can you say Venuses? Venai? Venai. <laughs> Venai. Venai. That's what it should be. Thank you for the Latin correction. Two Venai from two different Two Venai. That sounds like two glasses of wine, please. <laughs> it does. Right. <laughs> I guess that'd be Venos. Uh, Possibly. Sure. Um. I I yeah. I'm sorry. I'm reading about the Venus de Medici now. Um. Uh, I guess yeah. It's just two different statues. Yeah. I guess they're both from a similar time period, perhaps. But uh, anyway, I didn't. I I always thought it was the same statue, and it's not. Uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really notice, but I assumed it was different statues, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I didn't look I also, I also thought the chairs were all identical, but they're not. Um, yeah, especially seeing it in HD now, uh, the chairs are all different. Mm-hmm. Like, the one that Cooper sits in is, like, crushed velvet or something uh, fabric, and then the other two chairs... Like, are are different fabric, but like one of the chairs has buttons on it, and one, the other chair does it. I don't know. Just thought that was interesting. They're not right. just like three. Let's, hey, just give me three chairs. Right. It's like no, I need them to be slightly different. <laughs> yeah, those details matter. Do they? <laughs> the scene just wouldn't work if it was three of the same chair. Yeah, well, that's probably true. All right, you ready to go to the next part? Sure. Uh, okay, so then we go to Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, quick thing. Spoiler alert. Was I? I couldn't tell. I guess it's not. But remember, but there's a scene at the end where uh, Cooper's winning the the money and he's uh, sitting down and like a guy comes up to him, uh, and I thought it was. Um, um, uh, geez, what's his name? Mullet guy from Walking Dead. Eugene, I thought the Eugene. same thing. Yeah, was that not Eugene? I don't know. I I guess I didn't look at the credits uh closely enough to see like. Yeah, um, it looked like him. It did, but it didn't. I, I it didn't look enough like him. I like I thought it just was somebody who looked like him. Yeah. Um, that's probably a discoverable fact. Josh McDermott. Yeah, you just gotta find the guy, see if he's credited. Yeah, he's credited. That's him. He's wise guy. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I can't believe that was actually him. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I saw him. I was like, you look like Eugene. <laughs> it was Eugene. It was Eugene. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. They actually had Eugene in the show after the the Eugene hair. Yeah, crazy. 
All right, Philadelphia. Oh, okay, right. So, yeah, then then Philadelphia happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end, right? The end, yeah. <laughs> the, the Yeah, the case is put in the hands of law enforcement, and they solve the mystery post-haste. <laughs> More Latin for you. <laughs> yes. <Good. laughs> it's a very, very Latin-heavy podcast these days. That's uh, our our knowledgeable. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't even know what to say. Yep, doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, so we go back. Uh, we go back. We've never been there this season. Anyway, uh, we go to Philadelphia and we go to this like FBI office and they're talking about this like throwaway case. I think it's a throwaway case. Um, <laughs> ju- just like business before they um, you know move on to the things that are relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is where we get those those pictures and stuff that we were talking about earlier. There's also some other stuff. Picture of a kid, a gun, some other stuff. I, I assume none of that matters. But anyway, um, they're having a meeting about this case, and these are the clues and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, so then we, uh, we transition. A bunch of people leave the room, and we transition into um, this new... Um, uh, FBI agent who I guess is named Tammy Preston. I- I'll just point out here uh, about about this character um, that uh, the the book is uh, the book is how can I describe it? It's so it's it's written in the form of a collection of documents, like found documents mm-hmm. that are being reviewed by uh, an FBI agent. Um, so you read the documents and then you get like commentary from the FBI agent. Hmm, um, okay. and the, the FBI agent is called TP for the whole book. And then at the end, you find out that her name's Tamara Preston and it's, mm. supposed, and it's supposed to be a reveal, but it's like, I don't know who that is. What's that supposed to mean? Anyway, yeah. this is that character. Basically wow. like, the, the book is from her point of view. Um, interesting. Like going through all these documents um, that, uh, you know, was a dossier compiled by Major Briggs. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause that's a reveal at the end of the, the end of the book. Um, so anyway. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, it's a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge spoiler. Sorry. I, <laughs> it just came out. I didn't really think Maybe about put it. a spoiler tag on that bar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess I better, um, <laughs> I guess I better mark that down. Uh, okay. Let's see. Book spoiler here. Alright. Yeah, I'll uh I'll uh I'll put a little warning there for that. Nice. Um because yeah, I mean I guess the other thing is a spoiler too, uh once you actually know who this character is. Uh but you know, before the show had come on, it was like, why keep someone's name a secret if I have no idea who it is? Mm-hmm. You know? It kinda reminded me of it isn't the same thing, but it kinda reminded me of that thing on True Blood, you know, where they, they had all those flashbacks where it was like, it was obviously Russell, but they wouldn't show his face. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why are they keeping it a secret when we know it's him? <laughs> like, I just didn't, I didn't get it. I never got it. It's like, what What are you doing? <laughs> this is the opposite of that. Why keep it a secret when you have no idea who it is? Yeah. You know? Anyway. Um, when did that book come out? Uh... I think last October, okay. October 2016. 
Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's when it came out. Uh, I listened to the audiobook version. They actually used some of the cast from the show. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, like that stuff. Like, I enjoyed that stuff. The book overall, you know, I, I didn't particularly like, but... Um, so, is it... So, now that you know that this character's on the show now, then presumably the book takes place after the show's over? Like, I'm after this season? I'm that. Um, that's an interesting question. Or could... Um, I guess she could be reviewing fi- files at any time. I would say it's unclear. Like, there's nothing in the book that indicates that indicates that they know about any of the stuff that's actually happened on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, comma, I should mention that there's going to be another book that's going to come out after the show's over. Oh. It's going to come out in October again. Uh, Twin Peaks, The Final Dossier. Um, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I believe, so I don't think this has been confirmed, but I think what happened, okay, this is good. We're going down a deep rabbit hole here. Sorry about this. So, um, when they made the original announcement that Twin Peaks was coming back, they also announced that Mark Frost was going to publish this book, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the original announcement was, was for one book and the concept behind the book was, uh, at least as stated in the press release was it's going to fill in the gaps between uh, the original series and the new series. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause like clearly just because of practicalities and other reasons, I'm sure uh, the new series is going to be set in the present day. So there's going to be a giant gap between the end of the original series and the uh, beginning of the new series. Mm-hmm. So the book will fill that gap. So if you read the book, what you'll notice is that it doesn't do that at all. It mm-hmm. does not fill the gap whatsoever. So, <laughs> the so you know people asked about that, and um, and he he basically said, yeah, you know, I realized that filling in the gap kind of gave away too many things that were going to happen in the show. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I think what happened is that he he either he wrote it at the same time or. I don't know what stage he realized it, but he sort of broke apart the book into two parts. The part that was like safe to reveal before the show and the part mm-hmm. that, you know, the part that like is going to have spoilers from the show, basically. Yeah. Uh, filling in that timeline. Um, so anyway, uh, I say all that to say that the original vision for the book, I think, was to fill the gap. And so I think the idea is that it takes place before the new series. <laughs> well but now that it's the final dossier it'll probably have things the final dossier version might end up taking place after the series but the original book uh the mm-hmm. first book i should say i think should yeah, take place before saying. the new series uh but i don't know that for sure i mean but yeah i mean my the original thing i was going to say is there's nothing in it that references stuff from the new series but specifically <laughs> that stuff was taken out so Mm-hmm. you know uh make of that what you will but um I, I guess they could reveal that it occurs afterwards it's gonna be weird though because like it, it 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 ends on this uncertain note about like what happened to cooper and presumably by the end of the series we'll have some idea what happened to cooper <laughs> if we don't already have some idea what happened to cooper <laughs> i hope we have some idea what happened to cooper <laughs> i do think we have some idea good so, okay, so anyway, just, just to put some context on this character, um, uh, 
so anyway, uh, it's just uh, Gordon Cole, played by David Lynch, obviously, uh, and uh, Albert Rosenfield uh, with this new character, uh, Tammy Preston. And she's um, reviewing... Um, the case, the case of the, the case of the two kids in the New York mm-hmm. box room. Um, and we find out that like, they were like for real dead. Like in case you were wondering if they just got cut a little, like, yeah, it was more than some cuts. They're it, super dead. Yeah. It was like, ugh. um, so yeah, like after we cut away, things got worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we did you a favor by cutting away. Yeah, um, so they're so they're dead, and um, uh, and then we review the footage, and uh, they see they see a figure um, in the box. What happened here? Honestly, I was a bit confused. So what, what it seems see? like, first of all, what was it, one detail was that only one camera caught it. The other cameras didn't catch oh, it. Oh, is that what they said? I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, okay. which I thought was interesting. And That's then uh, presumably the camera he kept putting footage in or something or whatever he was doing with right, it. Right, right. So, and then I believe they said they didn't, like when Cooper comes through, I believe she says they didn't really see anything at that point. But what they did catch was the monster on the screen. Right. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, hundreds of files, various angles. Once in a while, they show some blurry shape pass through, but only a few frames. Then on the night of the murders, on camera, this appears. So anything that had happened before the monster they only caught a few frames of, and it was just blurry. So presumably they didn't see, you know, they didn't see Cooper, um, come through. It doesn't Uh, look like it. And it, and it validates that like the guy was saying that previous box watchers, uh, did see things come through. So we do know that seems to be a thing that has happened before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, this monster looks. He the face looks similar to the face of um, the thing Mike shielded his eyes from uh, when Dougie disappeared and became a gold bead. Right. Uh, another weird sentence to say. Um. And uh, yeah, the, the 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 monster left no prints, no DNA, no fibers. You know, so. This would be a great beginning to like the X Files, an X Files episode. You Definitely. Know? Uh, you know, Agent Cole is like, "Get me Mulder and Scully." Yep. Uh, <laughs> put them on this thing, because I feel like that creature's just around New York, killing people now. I don't, I don't know where else it would be, or you know, if it vanished back to its place or what. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I found that to be super interesting. Uh, yeah, that it, they... I, like, it seems like they didn't see it break through the glass like we saw. Um, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, yeah, what was that thing? And, and they didn't see Cooper either. I guess that's not Cooper, right? That's the thing. That's the thing I was unclear yeah. about. It's so, like, blurry. <laughs> I'm like, is that supposed to be Cooper? And they just can't tell? Or is that actually the thing that attacked them? 
Yeah, it's got to be because Cooper, you know, he's, I mean, he's wearing all black, so he shouldn't appear as a white figure, <laughs> you know, and like his face, the, the, right. the monster has a weird face. True. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is, and, and, and what any other body could have wrote, written, is, is that in this scene, <laughs> it's so weird, this is, Lynch does this so well, where he, there's all, there's this congruity that he decides to miss. Um, uh, and in so missing it, you know, calls attention to it, which is that like, at the end of this scene, they get a call that they found Cooper, right? Anybody right. else would have written this scene where they see Cooper come on the videotape, right. and he goes, "Oh, look, it's Agent Cooper. This is our connection. Go find him now." Right. You know, but instead, they didn't get the footage on the tape yet. We'll get a phone call. You know, it's it's so weird that it's like it almost fit together. Right. Uh, but he but he decides not to connect those things. Right. You know, the one way he could have seen Cooper, you know, the good Cooper, he's like almost there and they almost see it. But no, we only got a few frames and it was blurry. Right. 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 Um, yeah, the box thing is weird. Um, who built it and why? Yeah, I don't think that's Cooper. Plus, Cooper was like floating, like his legs weren't ever on the ground, like the creature. Right. Yeah. 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 No, um, I, th- I think you're right. It was just like, <laughs> I yeah. I, I'm they said, uh, yeah. The line is, as soon as this thing moved, it disappeared. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if, if if the glass really did break or it just seemed like it broke, like if if you go walk into the room now. Is the glass actually broken? You know, right. like maybe the glass didn't break and it just sort of, you know, broke through a, a like a dimensional barrier or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so that's why, you know, they don't have any footage of it like breaking out and killing them. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen where that plot line goes. Like you said, is the thing just going to be out there, like, causing so, mayhem for the rest of the I season? wonder... I was just trying to see. I, I did say, you know, the thing Dougie turned into, the face kind of looks like the face of the monster. I wonder mm-hmm. if, if that could be connected somehow of, like, whoever tricked Cooper and created Dougie, did it have something to do with this monster appearing in the box? Right. Yeah, huh. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right, next part. Yeah, so uh, so then they, they get a call, and <clears throat> apparently it's about Cooper. And this is a bit of a fake out, or at least it was for me. Because um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that they're going to, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious that this all happens at once. Because, yeah, they, they just watched footage where Cooper actually was there. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a call about Cooper and he's just like won a bunch of jackpots and there's like cameras in there and I'm thinking maybe someone saw him there mm-hmm. maybe they're gonna mm-hmm. go find Cooper and you know what I mean cause Cooper's yeah. back like literally good Cooper's back for the first time in 25 years and it's like yep. oh my god they found him he's in South Dakota oh mm-hmm. <laughs> wah wah yeah yeah it's the evil Cooper, and they don't know that it's the evil Cooper. Yeah, I assumed that they had found the evil one, you know, because uh, they, because Dougie's going by Dougie, and they wouldn't think it's Cooper. 
Right. Uh, well, I assume, like, and and I the other guy was in the accident. Have, like someone must have seen him, or there must have been some kind of some kind of footage or something where they where they saw what he looked like. You know, like not just based mm-hmm. on the name, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's Evil Cooper, I guess, because he you know wrecked his car uh, during yep. the uh, sort of failed uh, transition thing um, when he didn't go back to the Black Lodge. And so uh, they're going to head out there. Uh, these three, uh, <laughs> Gordon Cole, Albert, and uh, this new uh, Tammy Preston character, and uh, they're going to go, you know, find out what, what happened to Cooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After all these years, they're not going to get the right answers, unfortunately. But before they find out, we get to go back to the roadhouse and uh, and get another end of an episode with another band playing music. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, the Roadhouse has a lot of live music. Um, I, 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 I like a running like th- like thing to me that like I thought was hilarious in the original series is that I'm pretty sure that Julie Cruz was the only uh, person with her band to play in the Roadhouse in the original mm. series and in Firewalk with me. Mm-hmm. That's it, and so it was like Julie Cruz has a standing like, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> invitation to play there every night forever, like that's yeah. how it came across. Uh, so it's been weird in the new series that it's actually been um, other bands playing there, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess it's a thing that they're gonna do like at the end of because they do at the end of the next part too. Um, showing different people playing at the roadhouse at the end. Yeah, and I think these are you know real bands and their own real real songs. Yeah, yeah. Which I find interesting. They're not songs written for the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a weird thing to do. I don't, I don't really get it. I mean, other than going back to the roadhouse, you know, it's an interesting way to keep ending episodes back. You know, one after the other, like. It's a weird thing to keep doing. Uh, I guess like when... the first time it worked for me because there was stuff with the characters. Yes, first. exactly. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But in these two, it's just like they just. And the first the time it was a Lynchian scene, like the way right. the characters was lit and this blonde girl singing. Yeah. And yeah. Like it felt like a normal Lynch kind of music montage. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, then it's just like anybody's showing up now. And this really wasn't like that. This was like, you know, just some weird, I don't know, like, I don't know. What kind of music is this? Is there a name it's for like this? It's like indie folk. Indie folk. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, it's like. And there's a slide guitar, you know. Yeah. And... Yeah. Upright bass. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it's that, that bluegrass light. Yeah, I don't know, there's yeah. no fiddle, but grassy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, it's just yeah, it's a bit. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just a bit strange. Um, and the credits always catch me off guard. Like, I mean, it's it's very much like this is not an episode because like they really. I mean, the Cooper <laughs> thing, like the Cooper thing, was the moment to to have the credits. You know, but it, that's not when it happens. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, like they could have, they could have started the credits then after like, we're going to go find Cooper and then like, and then just had them play over the credits, but they don't do that. 
they go to the roadhouse and we spend like some time listening to the song before the credits come up. Yeah, so it makes it part of the scene. Part exactly. Of the episode. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which is which is a weird thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess it's just they needed a way to end episodes that were that were more fulfilling than just cutting and and you know, wanting to have the credits roll over something I think is seems to be important. Uh, so yeah, they just was like, we'll just have yeah, there's people playing at the Roadhouse. It's just the Roadhouse right. is really popular now. Right. You well, know, I mean, they get a... uh, one thing that uh, happened in the original series is you know the credits would run over the uh, picture of Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, at a certain point in the series, and I would say it's more true now than ever. Um, you know, it was clear that like this the show was not about Laura Palmer anymore. Yeah. And it just felt like, you know, <laughs> it just felt like they should have changed the credits. Like they, they shouldn't just, they shouldn't just keep showing Laura it's, Palmer. But it's always about Laura Palmer. Is it? It is. Is it? It is. But is it? <laughs> I think so. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Laura, Laura is the, the thing that connects everything. Is she? she? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, without Laura, there's no Dale. Without Dale, there's no rest of the story. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not like she doesn't play an important role in the story. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that as of now. I mean, look at it. What did Leland just tell Dale (laughs) two episodes ago? Find Laura. So you know. I know that's a thing. I know that's going to be a thing, but again, mm-hmm. I say it doesn't seem to me the plot is revolving around Laura in any way at all. Well, sure, if you put it that way. <laughs> if, if it's revolving around her, no. Yeah, in no. the way it did in season one and the beginning of season two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. like the, the 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 Laura murder investigation was like the central mm-hmm. plot point, you know, and and I mean yeah. even this season there's a new murder investigation, but it's like not even well there's I guess there's more than one now, but yeah it's not even it's not even a central point. It's kind of Yeah, like that was a, the other thing I thought they were gonna get they were gonna get um uh evidence from the case in Buckhorn mm-hmm. with the with the one Ruth's head and the right. some other random dude's body. I thought right. that was gonna be the thing they look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe but, uh, they still will, but they certainly yeah, maybe they still will in yeah. these in these parts. I mean, the fact yeah. that they're there makes it seem like there's no way they can't. They gotta end up interacting in some way, right? With the the other parts, the other relevant parts of the story that happen there. I mean, like what? There's no way that won't happen, right? Like what? What do you mean? Well, the stuff you were just talking about. What was I just talking about? The the the, the Ruth stuff, the, the head and the body. And oh, you're saying there's no way that the they principal. won't get involved with that. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think well, it depends. I mean, yeah. Should, should they? They should. They got They have to, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it mean, depends on how, how soon they're going to get to the, the regular Cooper because that's, I think, where that's where they're leading to. So right. you know, is um, if something that that that's up with Evil Cooper leads them, you know, c- connects them to um, that case, you know, which she is connected to that case. Although I don't know if anyone knows that. Um, yeah, and I wanted to bring that up earlier. It's a weird thing when when Evil Cooper shoots um, uh, William's wife, mm-hmm. Hastings, Mrs. Hastings. 
Mrs. Catherine Hastings. Or... <laughs> Mrs. Hastings, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is. Um, um, you know, he she turns away from him as he shoots, but somehow he still ends up shooting her in the eye. Uh, and it's a mm-hmm. weird effect that happens on screen when she gets shot. It was, but but yeah. but but it, it, it I guess they're connecting it because wasn't the the, um, the Ruth head. shot in the yeah. eye too? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, which suggests that he killed her. It does. Um, but uh, I don't understand why the, sh- the getting shot in the eye is a thing. Me either. Um, but maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe somehow that'll connect the two cases. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. That's an interesting point. If they can, if they can like identify, although he says it was George's gun. So there was that whole thing. Like George, does he not leave framed for that? Yeah. Does he, although George was, wasn't George at the police station when this happened, I guess. Well, George was supposed to meet her afterwards. So I'm assuming. Yeah. I guess it depends on the timing there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think it's weird that he's got fingerprints, right? Was he wearing gloves? I think he was wearing gloves. Okay, he's wearing gloves. I think he was. Hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he was wearing gloves. Why does George have a gun? I don't know why George has a gun, and I don't know how he got it. <laughs> yeah, how did he get George's gun? That's That's weird. It's weird. I mean, it seemed like he was just saying that to, like, establish what the plan was, but it isn't clear how he could have pulled that off. <laughs> you know, Yikes. like, just so, like, people draw a certain conclusion that's like, there's a whole drama going on there that we've totally mm-hmm. moved away from, even though we've gone back to that area, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to start, we're circling back to it probably in the next, uh, episode five i, I guess i we'll yeah get back i guess to it's, it. i guess i just i can't think of this as episodic tv because it's really there's just a lot more space between things you know um, sort of i mean but they only have so much story to tell right and i think it made sense that these two episodes weren't about that stuff like if in, if the next two episodes aren't about the hasting stuff then i would agree with you i'm like then it's just like i don't know what they're doing yeah but i think you know that it would make sense if they come back to all that i guess i'm just used to episodic tv like i I know there's exceptions to this but like in general if there's if there's running plot lines what i'm used to is like they're not focusing on that but they have like a minor scene or some kind of like filler thing that kind of establishes that that's still going on maybe like takes a takes a minor step in in that plot Mm -hmm. but just you know just to like keep it alive in the story you know until they go back to it you know um yeah but just like for tv like that's what i'm used to um i mean a lot of times it really is like filler until like the second to last episode or something and then finally something happens you know um but uh uh you know it feels like there's huge gaps in the story um but uh you're right that like you know, tell what you have to tell and then come back when it's time. I mean, it's yeah. logical. Yeah, I think we'll be back. I think we'll be back to that stuff in the next episode. That seems to be what what's happening. Because there's kind of two big plot lines happening here. Um, right. 
So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I'm trying to look forward in the episode to remind myself exactly what happened. Um, I believe it was... Let me see if I can find it. I believe it was when Jade is dropping uh, Cooper off at the casino. Um, was it outside the house? There's, one, I think there's one scene where she says something that 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 Laura had said, and they do like a flashback. Do you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? Wait, from from what? Uh, <laughs> um, are you talking about when she remembers what he whispered? What she whispered? Am I? Is that what I mean? Like my father killed me? Is that what you're thinking? No, no. I thought it was something else. Doesn't she say something? Laura said. Oh, oh, Jade. You mean? Yeah, Jade says Sorry, something. Yeah, yeah. She says you can you can go out now. Yeah, and then don't they cut to Laura? They cut to uh, Laura saying the same thing, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I was trying to figure out where sorry, that scene sorry, was. Sorry, sorry, I got totally confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely happens. Oh, it's when he's... Is it when he's in the car? There it is. dropped there. off. Yeah, you can go out now. Anyway, I, that's one of the few times we've ever seen Lynch do that move where, you know, the, the, uh, the scene is referencing something that the audience has seen, but they, you know, but just to make sure the audience isn't lost uh, the they cut to it yeah. they like they you know instead of because like when she said that i remembered laura saying that but not right. everyone's gonna remember that but anyway i just right. thought that was you know we've talked about that trope before that whole thing like sometimes it makes sense to do that and sometimes it it belittles the audience's like attention span right to to be like hey remember that thing that you know happened that you saw yeah i remember that's why i was watching it right 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 you know uh, Lynch doesn't usually do that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway. In that case, it um, happens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, it, it definitely fits in with your point um, pretty well uh, uh, in, in terms of, like, his interacting with this world being similar to what it was like before. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, what it, but what it reminded me of was that whole thing from the series with the grandmother and the grandson where like the grandson says to Donna, j'ai un homme solitaire, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, however many episodes later, um, when Harold kills himself, you know, that's what he writes. That's what he leaves mm-hmm. behind, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and eventually, um, eventually uh, Andy's saying it, uh, you know, practicing it, I guess, at the double R, and then Donna hears him say it, and then that's how they end up going back to that house and finding the page that Harold left there, and it's mm. the page where she talks about seeing Cooper, you know, and like whispering in his ear and stuff. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's it's the episode where he figures out who does it, basically, who did the you know figures out that it was Leland. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, it just reminded me of that in the sense that, you know, it seemed like, it seemed like the Black Lodge characters, uh, knew in advance what was going to happen. You know, mm. like, 
Like, like they said something that they knew someone was going to say later, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. because I thought it was weird when she said, you can go out now because the story establishes pretty clearly that he could not go out now. You know, like he, you can't leave until the other Cooper comes back. You know, that apparently wasn't true. Or well, it didn't mean what we what we thought it, it meant. It was true. It's just that there was another Cooper that had. But the point was like. Well, like, it wasn't. But it wasn't. It didn't play out the way I thought it meant, which was literally evil Cooper needs to go back to the Black Lodge, and they both need to exist there for some small amount of time before Cooper can walk out. The yeah, same no, way it happened. Just you know, places. That's what I mean. They just Yeah, exactly. And 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 it wasn't clear to me that that meant they could switch simultaneously. Okay. In in, in a sense, you know, um um I thought it, it would have to be more formal as it cuz that's what it seemed like, right? He's like, "Oh, tomorrow I'm going to have to do this thing." And right. it seemed like, you know, and he's looking for coordinates, whatever. Um yeah, I thought it was literally he has to go back to the black to, to the waiting room or the red room, black lodge, whatever. And then Cooper could literally walk out of that place. Like he did. He literally walked out, but instead like this, a whole other things happen. I mean, the non-existent part, and then he goes to these other worlds. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think that's was the original plan. (laughs) You know, when, when, uh, you know, when uh, Cooper says, where am I? And how can I leave? And, and the arm says, you know, you're here now and there's no place else to go but home. Like, is that the way he was always going to go home? Do this, you know, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland series of adventures right. through hyperspace? I don't think so, you know. Um, so, I, so you know, and I think it's a better story that way if these characters don't know everything that's going to happen. Um, and they have to, like, play catch up with things. Like Mike, you know, presumably not knowing that there was a, a a third doppelganger out there and what who did it and how and why you know like i do think you know these characters are you know messing with time in a sense that you know it, they've made it clear is it future or is it past that whole thing so i, I think there is something to that that they do know some ideas of what's going to happen but clearly they don't know everything no they definitely don't know everything but it just it seemed like since like I, I don't think he could leave at that point. Um, it, it seemed like in retrospect, and the fact that they go back to it, it seems like it seems like it was some indication that I don't know that she had some idea what was going to happen to him. Yeah. Um, after she tells him you can go out now, what happens? Is that when she whispers in his ear, and then she? zips through the curtains to yeah, some yeah, other place yeah, something like that yeah i almost i i, I kind of also took that to mean like she was wrong or something right like she wasn't supposed to do that or, or maybe what she told him she wasn't supposed to tell him mm-hmm. and that's why she got zapped that's away. what it seemed like to me yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know i don't know i don't really th- i don't think i don't know my own intuition doesn't tells me does it make me think that we're supposed to think Laura knew someone in the future was going to say that? But it definitely is a possibility. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Just since there's been know? something along those lines in the story already. I think uh Yeah. I think that's the only re- like otherwise I would maybe say it was maybe a coincidence or something, but um and yeah, just like, I think... just like an indication that it's like 
yeah jogging his memory or something i think that and i think that um yeah making the connection that he's kind of experiencing this like he did you know reality like he did in the red room and and i think making the connection that um i forgot was there another thing like that too where somebody somebody said something that mike had said am i making that up i feel like that was a thing too um uh perhaps the guy who was like oh i know you uh ethan Suplee's character you remember that guy what what Sorry, where I did have I no idea where where did I lose you? I I I who? Uh okay, so you know there's a scene in the casino, maybe it's in the next episode where um where there's a guy who comes up to him with his wife and he's like, "Hey, uh Dougie, I know you, we're friends." Oh, you yeah, know that yeah, guy? Oh, yeah, friends at the beginning of part 4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Ethan Suplee. I think that's okay. his name. That's the okay. actor. He's been in a bunch of shit. That's I the see. only reason I know his name. Sorry, I didn't know. I I don't know that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's yeah me. he's like he's you should know who that is you should know that is. Should I? In, yeah you should know who that is okay you okay. probably don't recognize him in the context but he's been into a bunch of shit okay anyway um <laughs> i thought there was something in that scene uh that was a callback to something mike said am i making that up oh something that mike said in this show yes <laughs> the same way the same way they I'm did sorry, with Jade. Clear, I mean in the return. Yeah, I know. So the same thing okay. they did with this the scene with Jade where she said something that Loris had said. Right. I thought they did the same thing where this guy said something that Mike had said. But they don't cut to Mike. But they don't cut to Mike, I believe is what happened. Okay. Okay. Am I do you remember that? I, it, I I don't remember that because I didn't <laughs> I didn't notice that happening. Sorry, this is horrible podcasting. <laughs> this is not entertaining to listen to. Um, I like I, I mean it didn't it didn't stick out to me as being something Mike said. Um, so okay. that's why I didn't notice it. But I, 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 well, I'm gonna have to find it now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, because I, I'm pretty sure it was. And anyway, I just want to. Think about your the point you're trying to make about these characters, sort of knowing the future, and I just want to get yeah. some more data. Yeah, I mean, points. I wouldn't want to take that too far. I, I agree well, too late. Like, <laughs> Damn it! It's taken far. You are far from here. Is that what the line is? You are far away. Isn't that the line from Twin Peaks? You're far away. Isn't that? The... <laughs> Have you seen this show? Am I making things up? I'm yeah. Sorry. I don't, the I, the arm that's something the arm tells him at some point. You're and far then, away. And then somebody else tells him that recently. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the? I've, I don't know if it's you are far from here or you are far away. You don't remember that? No, from the new show. <laughs> I don't know anymore, show. man. I'm watching all this stuff together. Um, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure. The arm said it in the original show when he's the little guy. In the original show, okay. He said and what then, now? You are far away. You are far away. He says that to oh, Cooper. Oh, is that from the deleted? Is that from the missing piece? Yes. Saying you're far away and there's no place to go but home. Is it that thing? I think that's it. Yeah. And then in the new series, I'm pretty sure somebody tells him you are far away. And you and think I'm it's not... it's Ethan something? 
And I'm not sure if it's in this scene or when. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there's my contribution to the oh, podcast. Yeah. Well, okay. It's not in this scene. I guess I can I guess I can search for far away. Uh, although no, oh did it was it okay. In the script it says you're here and there's no place to go but home. But did did they change that? I think uh, yes. In the in the show he says I think he says you are far, you're away, far away or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's what that's one of the missing pieces. I, I'm not as familiar with the missing pieces, so that's why I've actually only seen them twice. So uh, he does say "far from here" in this scene. I'm not sure if that's what I was thinking of. Far from here. He's, yeah, he does say that, but I'm curious what the actual line is. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, <laughs> since it's different from the script, I think it requires. Um, yeah, is there no like page that has like all of the red room scenes listed and what happens and who says what? <laughs> I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. There should be. I agree. I agree. That's a good thing to have. Here out it there. goes. You are far away. The giant tells Dale Cooper. Oh, the giant says that. Yes. Oh, in this in this show. I believe so. Like the new series at the yep. beginning. Yep. This is your far away? Yep. Oh. That's what it is. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's in the opening scene. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did he Not say, the where arm. am I? Or did he just say, you're far away, unprompted? Yeah. I think he's... I, I think it's a non-sequitur. Okay. Okay. From what I remember. Uh, but it was in the context of him going home, I think. Right. Uh, so anyway, I guess the real question is, <laughs> does anybody say that in this episode? Are there any good Trin- Twin Peaks transcripts? Of the new show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep asking about that. Uh, yeah, Here's I have one. It's any. not really good. Did but... you find one? Yeah, usually yeah. with new stuff, like, it's hard to find transcripts, um... Because it takes a long time to type it all down. And uh, usually what you find is like people just um, pull the closed captions. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm looking at. Yeah. That's why it doesn't have who says what. Exactly. Yeah, you can just see the words. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to rewatch this again and see if there this thing about Mike I thought I saw where, where somebody repeated something Mike said. Um, I can't okay. find it. And off the top of my head, I don't remember. But. Anyway, something to keep in mind about these characters, knowing about the future and all that stuff. Um, right. Or what that might mean. I did think it was weird. Laura, Laura said he could go now. It seemed true, sort of. He did leave soon after. Relatively, right? yeah. Yeah, so well, it was although, kind although of true. He didn't. He, he left... He left the red room area, I guess, but not necessarily. Yeah, which th- maybe that's what she meant. <laughs> it's possible. Like, get up out of here now. It's possible. It's um, weird that, like, the tree, arm tree doppelganger kicked him out, though. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I. Yeah, I. I wonder about the significance of that. I, I think he was perhaps going, 
you know, the original plan was for him, you know, when he opens the curtains and he sees, you know, the highway and, and evil Cooper driving, I, I think perhaps he was going to, you know, trade places with him through that gateway. Right that way. Yeah. Yeah. But then the, the doppelganger who, you know, I guess if it's the opposite of the tree wants the opposite thing, which is to not help Cooper. Right. So then it, 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 it makes him non-existent or mm-hmm. or puts him into non-existence or something mm-hmm. um, and banishes him. And, and, and then he goes in this long securitist route to get right. back to, you know, um, the real world. That's what I, that that's that's what I'm intuiting, intuiting, intuiting. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Intuiting, I think. Is- intuiting. All right. I think you can say that. Two and two is. Yeah, why not? Two and two it. All right. Um, yeah. that's, that's how it comes off to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes Non-existent! Non-existent! I love that so much. It's just so the best. Did you notice that the brain thing, the, the doppelganger brain thing, like it was like bleeding? Like no. the more it was thrash, like watch it again. Like the more it's thrashing at Cooper, the more it- it's almost like it's cutting itself or something. Oh. Like it's it was like bleeding black blood, and mm-hmm. it was yeah. I don't know. It was very weird. It was very weird. Um. Yeah, it'd be weird if yeah, they said like the monster that killed the people in New York was the doppelganger tree or something. Like it followed him through the thing. That was my original theory. You know, yeah, I think because, you did, yeah, like, that was the only thing that mm-hmm. I knew, you know, that was sort of like behind yeah. him before he showed up there. Yeah, it just got there. I got there after him. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. True. It didn't. Yeah, it got there after him. It didn't look like that thing at all. Uh, mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe he takes a different form when he comes into the real world or whatever. Uh, but. I mean, it's kind of a grafting thing, but yeah, that yeah. seems like a possibility. It certainly seemed like a bit of a malevolent force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't, it wasn't even, a, like, when it was attacking Cooper, it didn't really hurt him. No. It was more making the floor be weird. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's kind uh, of banished him into, yeah, the, the starry realm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so we got to the end of episode three. Yeah, yeah, part, yeah. Part three, sorry. We transitioned um, seamlessly, really. Yeah. This could have um, been the same episode, the next stuff that happens. Right, it just keeps going. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, I think this podcast has been pretty long so far. Yeah. Um, our original plan was to continue on and talk about uh, part four um, since they did air together. But since since uh, we've been recording for a while, why don't we wrap this up and we'll just have this be its own episode for the podcast. And then we'll come right back to part four in the next podcast. That sounds good to me. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. Thanks, and see you over there.